G'day folks. Oh my gosh, did we have some amazing time getting this stream up. It is episode nine or ten of Down Under Sigma. Uh, you know the Queensland is on the stream when we have some tech issues, but we got there in the end. Uh, a bit of like haunted house kind of serial killer style that uh, I'm sure we'll hear about it very soon. As always, we have my guest, my co-host, uh, the villain of Age of Sigma, Liam. How are you, brother? I am good. I'm still recovering from the weekend, but I am good. I'm alive. Came back in one piece somehow, but I am good. I'm sweet. And, and yeah. what was the weekend for everyone who made uh, you? I was at the Dwellers event, Lords of War, which was really awesome. Um, so many highlights, but I got to say the Saturday night was a whole different level, like whole different level. But um, Melbourne knows how to party, especially the Dwellers. Um, yeah, they, they definitely know how to drink. A lot, especially some, Randy. Randy can drink. I saw some rough pictures on the Friday or the Thursday night, and I know Randy was having those um, those fruit tingles, and I saw some... He, he ordered the whole menu. Like, he literally, we had dinner. He just stood there and goes, can I have this, 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 this? And he had to make it clear that it's just for him. Did he eat three bites of that and then give up that? Or? No, he ate it all. <laughs> he ate it all. And then I had a bit of my cheeseburger. And then I couldn't finish it. And I looked at Randy. I saw he demolishes me. I'm like, do you want this? He goes, yeah. And he finished my cheeseburger. They mustn't have good quality food in Tassie. So he's just like, shit, they've got cheeseburgers. He's (laughs) at home. He's a vegetarian. So when he's out at Warhammer events, he's allowed to let loose. So this is like, he's like meat galore because he's away from home. So yeah. But, um, But he was honestly champion. He won Lords of War. Getting to party with him was great. It was an awesome event. Had... Five great games. It was awesome. Um, we'll highly recommend to go to a Dweller event. That's for so, sure. So let's do a Smorgan. Shout out to Dwellers for uh, putting on an amazing event. 65, yeah. 63 players in the end. I know 66. 66. I saw there were a few dropouts, but yeah. um, awesome event. They streamed it on Twitch. I think it's the first stream in Australia since CanCon. So yeah. well done to those guys. Uh, I don't know if I learned anything about Warhammer from their stream, but certainly there was a lot of <laughs> shit talking between Sam and, oh. and Raph. Does, does Essendon need a new coach? That was pretty much one of the <laughs> topics I remember when I joined, joined the thing. Like, yeah. Oh, their, yep. their, their style of communicating to each other was like through WhatsApp on the phone. And then like I just kept seeing Sam being like, yeah, Raph is a shit human being. I was like, what the hell? is going on but there um, was some tactical genius about um i think the uh private schools that the boys had went to and i think they were talking Uh, about like everything that basically wasn't warhammer like 12 12 hours a day almost zero warhammer talk that sounds about right dwellers yeah (laughs) a lot of of vegan talk too like Lockie's girlfriend being a Mushroom farmer or something, and yeah, they are they're all so interesting blokes, and I love them all. Like, I have so much time for them. It was like Lockie came to the second day after Saturday, and he turned up at like one o'clock when the game started at nine. Like, he was (laughs) like, that's Lockie style. Um, we actually had a few dropouts because they could not get out of bed from the Saturday night. Like, if that gives you an idea of like how hard people went on a Saturday. I, I had sent some like, game four photos of people like p- trying to play the game under the table and like I'm seeing yeah. random pictures and like yeah. that, so, that all happened. It was it was glorious. It was Doom 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 handled his situation real well because he rocked up on a Saturday and he looked gone. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Alright, so it sounds like the the uh the dwellers have put the benchmark for an event 
uh, of drinking. drinking standards. Yeah. So they've they've done awesome. Venue was cool. The venue had a bar, and it was like in a nerd like store. It was cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, so keen to go back. Speaking yeah. of nerds and speaking of cool people, uh, let's introduce our guests who have been jumping in and out, but actually not not been introduced properly. So first off, probably the man that needs no introduction. If you don't know who this man is, you probably live in, in a cave. You play Ninth Age. You just do nothing that involves Sigma. <laughs> we have the Dude, Herald you know. himself, the godfather of AOS. Clint, how are you, sir? I am good. Much entertained by the pre-show technical shenanigans. <laughs> Uh, it's put me in a good mood. It's very funny. Um, yeah, no, good, good. And if people uh, live under a rock and maybe this is the first time they've accessed the internet, uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Because uh, I imagine everyone knows who you are. Uh, okay, so Clint from Heralds of War. Uh, we were the first dedicated Australian Age of Sigma podcast. Uh, some would say the best Australian Age of Sigma podcast. Um, and Listen, I'm also... <laughs> <laughs> Other people have said it. I just repeat it. Um, <laughs> proudly. Proudly. A lot, yes, to everyone who will listen. Um, and I'm also TO of Call to Glory at CanCon, the largest Age of Sigma event in the world. Still. Proudly as well. Still. 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 Adepticon tried. Bobo tried. You're still number one. Beat them both. Smash them. And the Americans uh, are coming to join you next year, right? Because they couldn't yeah, do it, lots, so they've joined us. Lots of people are coming to join us next year. So, yeah. That's Although I we, know, we know Rage of Sigma have actually bought plane tickets. So unlike others who may drop out, these boys have actually bought their flights in advance. So, yes, so they tell um, me. Yep. Yeah. And we've got 400 spots, so we can fit plenty on. Yeah. 400 spots. Hey, we are good to go. Calm down now. <laughs> uh, hailing from uh, Australia's podcast capital, so literally probably like a next-door neighbour to Clint, uh, we have uh, Australia's power couple in Age of Sigma broadcasting from the, their same house, but uh, because they're, they're very professional, they split split, split up. And um, we have Mick. Mick, how are you, sir? Yeah, good. Yourself? I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Who are you, sir? Uh, I'm Michael from the Fail Charge. Like to play Warhammer, like to collect all of the armies and play with different things all the time. And a man from my heart because he plays the Empire slash free people. So Yeah, just waiting on a commissioned painter. <laughs> yeah. that, that's Clint, by the way. I don't... Uh, and your uh, partner in crime, your podcast uh, partner in crime, your power couple, I guess the Megan to you as a Harry, Gemma, or are you more of a, a Kate? Yeah, a bit more of a Kate, I reckon. I don't know which one's better there, so <laughs> they're both they're both cool. Uh, well, good day, everybody. Uh, I'm Gemma from the Foul Charge podcast as well. Um, I have the well, the unfortunate being of part of with Michael there, so everyone should feel privilege. sorry for me. The privilege. Yeah, no, not privilege. Feel, feel sorry. Um, I love Warhammer. Probably just as much as Michael, hence why we have about oh, every army that you can think of, we have something of anyway. Is that Whether all it's on just... the shelves there in your back there, like from the back? Well, that's, that's the just the tip of the shame. iceberg there. The containers there. where it all hides. More importantly, look at all the awards above you guys. 
I'm assuming they're uh, all gemmers and Mick just polishes the... the, the yeah, yeah. I just keep them clean in my maid's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you don't listen to no, Herald... I'm going to rate them back in. If you guys don't listen to Herald's or Failed Charge, uh, they're some of the be- best podcasts in Australia. Uh, I definitely listen to all of them. They're very good. And I know the Savage Northmen are in the chat throwing shade and saying that... Uh, them or Bush ba- Bush Radio are just as good, but uh, we'll maybe have the podcast wars at the next CanCon. <laughs> Sounds good. Some grudges incoming. Uh, we've already got one grudge down yeah. from yeah. Uh, Lords of War. Yeah, me and Doom. See how that goes. Yeah, awesome. Worst idea you're gonna, ever. You're going to get your, Worst your idea. Poo, poo pushed in by Gutbusters. Oh, he's not taking Gutbusters. I think he's taking Skaven. Oh, really? He, quote unquote, I'm pretty sure he said, <laughs> quote unquote, he says, after all the updates and FAQs from this general's hand, new general's handbook, he's going to find the most busted list and build it and take it to CanCon. I've heard that he's mm. gut busters, though. Isn't that what's been? Yeah, yeah. they're deadly as ever. They're just deadly, they're deadly yeah. as ever. Just deadly as ever. I thought he was going to play Stormcast. Nah. Because I haven't well, got a new book yet. We have. They'll have, no, they'll have probably two by that stage. Yeah. So they'll be broken as shit by them. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll have, be like, their fifth stage. chamber. Yeah. Fifth chamber. <laughs> With any luck. So, Lee, I'm getting us back on track because this is just going to be 12 hours of shit talk, I think, at this stage. <laughs> Not complaining. <laughs> Which I don't mind, except I've got work in the morning. I've got my work performance review, so I don't really want to be too tired. <laughs> you picked the wrong <laughs> night to do this, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been interesting. Um, before we get into it, obviously, you know, General's Handbook's dropped. Uh, I'm sure we've all had an opportunity to at least read it. Um, general consensus, thoughts, opinions, what do we like? What What, what do you guys, have you, have you guys even played one of the new scenarios? Maybe just an open question. No, I haven't. I haven't played any of the new scenarios yet, but it looks very interesting. There's a fair few changes there. It looks like a little bit different game. Yeah. Um I'm not going to lie, I don't have the Drums Handbook yet because I've been so busy coming back from Melbourne um, and work. They have them for sale in Melbourne as well, Liam. No, here this way. You were in a game store. They don't sell GW. Okay. Is it really they a sell, game store? As, yeah. uh, all they cared about was magic. <laughs> like, all it was was magic. Oh, so, well. So it's one of those stores. Um, so And then we went to G- trying to find good games, and their good games close at 7 o'clock. And our last game, so we're just like, cool, we don't have a general's handbook. Um, so some people ran, like, finished their fourth round and quickly ran down and got it. But I was just like, nah, I'm too lazy. But I, after having a quick flick through of some other ones, um, I do like the new scenery table, um, which was cool. Um, and I do like the new scenarios from the looks of things. So, yeah, pretty keen to try them out. Yeah, the um, scenarios definitely look interesting. Relocation of does not look stupid. I think it looks yeah, stupid, it looks but it, really it makes sense when you have a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, easier. And what else was it? I think Star Strike's going to be a biggest head fuck, though. Oh, even duality, having to split your army up so the buffs can't get on everything's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah it's almost like they're trying to nerf Doors of Cain. Um, anyways. <laughs> uh... I think it's, 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 almost, it's almost a lie calling them revised scenarios cause, like, and calling them the same name because a lot of them are just so different that they could yeah. just be called other things. Yeah, um, right. I, I haven't tried it yet because, like, our Toowoomba sort of AOS night is tomorrow night, 
Um, so I haven't had a chance yet, but I, you know, GHB is really good. I'm very yeah, happy with it. I agree. And I'm happy with the point changes so far. They haven't done Feck and Skaven and Slanesh yet, but so far, happy about Hag Queens are 90 points. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You think you've seen tears now. You just wait a couple of weeks for that, that uh, <laughs> PDF to come out, and then we'll see proper wailing and gnashing of teeth. I don't know. I just hope the same thing happens that happened to daughters. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna sell the models for another year so yeah well, that's uh, exactly yeah i don't know i think they've sold enough bloody terrorgeists in the last four or five months to to keep them going like it will that's why they made like they gave the that was a five million pound share bonus out to, to employee that's all money from terrorgeist that yeah, was the terrorgeist bonus that's how it went on the pay packets. Yeah, well, you had to get a few. I think we bought seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> I had to paint four in one week. It was pretty horrendous. Yeah, but that teaches you both for taking feck to the Warhammer heats. So uh, I, 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 feel, I feel their pain because I had to paint four big beasties in two weeks. Yeah, but, yeah, but you took... Well, you didn't. You didn't take Grizzlegore at Lords of War, so uh, no. I, I took. I took a narrative list. I really <laughs> liked your list at Lord of War. Actually, I was pretty jealous. You should try it. It's fucking busted. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking busted. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, I just you thought you had to be a good general. So oh no, because I went be, up. You have to be a good general. I, I went up against Grizzlegore and that fucking kill, pile in twice bullshit before they die. Fuck yeah. them. So, Rough. Hated it. Well, let's my, see. What, let's my see own medicine, literally. Yeah, yeah I, literally. I, I love. Literally. I love when you whinge because uh, you always whinge about something, but you are a cheese merchant and you uh, deserve everything you get. <laughs> Little dryads with your minus one, and you put like a hundred and ten on the board, and you stupid no holy withins. You you do daughters of Cain with your Hagnar. You deserve everything you get, Liam. So <laughs> just karma. It's just I've played every one of your list of your cheese manga, but overall I think uh, it's interesting. I think the one rule that I'm curious about, and I think TOs will override, will be um, actually there might be a couple. One is going to be the scenery table. While I like the twelve options, I think it's another complicated um, issue. So I don't know how we're going to resolve that. I really don't want to look at ten pieces of terrain, roll a dice, then roll another dice for every single piece of terrain. So whether we decide to use table A or table B and not two, or I, I don't know. Um, I think this the second one is going to be the rule around um, scenarios. And basically you agree if we're going to play Scorched Earth, are we using 2018 or 2019 as the rules determine? Mm -hmm. um, but I think as a TO, I'm just going to say you're playing 2019, stiff shit, no ifs, no buts. That's the rule. Yeah, that's I, I think it's a, it's, it's a bit of an ask to make people carry around. Like, I understand that they want people to hold on to their 2018 books, but I think it's a bit of an ask to make people carry them around to tournaments to play, like, three scenarios out of, say, two scenarios out of the core rule book, which is nice and heavy, and then two scenarios out of 2018, and then one scenario out of 19, or, or whatever it, the combination is. But yep. you've got scenarios from three books then, and I think that's just a little bit too far. It's a stretch. Add Malign mm. Sorcery, potentially add Forbidden Tower, yeah. plus the Battle Tome, um, plus the, just... the, the tournament packs. Yeah, see, I, I'm i so excited to, like, because I, I remember when the leaks came out, people were, like, worried about the, um, what is it, 
uh, faction terrain scenery rules yeah. and how everyone literally just went like, cool, not happening. Like, mm-hmm. just not going to be a thing. And I was, there's just some things where I think sometimes GW just didn't actually think to themselves. Like, can we actually fit Norholes oh, yeah. in this scenario? No. Well, that- so all those Skaven players who just bought Norholes, just leave them at home. But would that book have been written before the Skaven came out? It wrote at the same time. At the same time. Oh, okay. But it's this great thing called communication, which clearly yes, did not. Which they don't um, do. Yeah. They don't do. Um, just like how they didn't really talk about the Sinesh Depravity table, because that definitely fell through quite a lot. <laughs> I noticed there was a few things uh, not in the point system. Um, I know is it the Skull, one of the Forge Worlds, uh, Skull Taker, maybe. Uh, Shout out to Gabe. Shout out to Gabe, who's like, like RIP yeah. this particular model. So, And I, yeah. I noticed the Corn Dragon's not even in there. So um, They didn't sell but, enough models. But we do have the Compendium um, back. So uh, formally, officially, two Kings, Kings are back. They're not, they're not dead. They're yeah, back. which is amazing. I was frightened for a second there. Tomb Kings are back and are powerful as ever. Snakes are OP. Yeah. Your uh, retirement fund is still in, uh, is in, in good hands. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys, excluding Liam for a moment, have you guys had any games played recently? Um, any any highlights, any opportunities? I haven't played for a while. I haven't played since Sydney Slaughter. Uh, Clint, have you had a, a chance to play a game yet? Yeah, uh, it was yeah last Thursday. Uh, so in Toowoomba, our local store at the moment is doing a bit of a slow grow campaign. Uh, so I've been using that to, to get the Slaves of Darkness out on the table. And so far, I'm three for three losses with Slaves of Darkness. It's pretty good. Uh, Michael beat me, a guy called Gary beat me. And last week, I lost to a chap named Brad. Uh, so, you know, it's good. Um, I'm glad that I'm not taking them to anything anytime <laughs> soon. They just, yeah, very interesting. But, uh, yeah, but when it's like 750 points and 1,000-point games, like they're a bit, they're a bit different. Do you think um, your Slaves to Darkness would work better as a uh, meeting engagement army? Oh, probably. Or if they had better rules, that would probably help. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, so, but just having some friendly sort of store campaign games has been pretty good. And and pretty soon going to have to ramp up some practice with the new scenarios for an event next month. So, yeah, okay. okay. Michael Gemma, how have you guys? Have you guys had had some games recently? Do you want to go first, Jim? Uh, so I'm in the same boat as Clint. So I've also joined that slow grow campaign that the local shop is running. So we decided to have a look at the shelves over here, which is our <laughs> shelves of shame. <laughs> and I had a lot of night horned on there that uh, was 50% painted and then it just got put back so I was like Michael goes how about you finish them off because I airbrush them and then finishing them off would be pretty easy and I was like that's a good idea and then it just so happened that the Forbidden Power Box sort of came out around the sort of the time that we started the campaign so I had a couple of games with night horned and now I've jumped on the Legion of Grief train and I'm enjoying that um, so I, I've had, I think I've had three games um, in the campaign and then I've also been um, helping a guy who's just moved up from Brisbane who was a 40k player mainly and he's just decided to start AOS. So I think I've had probably four games, intro games with him and it's been going really well. So yeah, that's pretty much all my games and I think we're going to be playing our first 19 games on Sunday. 
Awesome. And Mick, yourself? Uh, yeah, I've been doing a bit of campaign stuff as well, just with the gloom spot. But I recently went down to Mount Gravatt for a tournament they had down there, just a three-round, 2,000.1 day, and I took down uh, Corn Arcane list. And how did you go? Really, really good. A lot better than what I thought. So Arcane's OP, cool. He, he is pretty good in that with all the extra attacks. He was in Reapers of Vengeance for the double pile in. I had the artifact that gave an extra neg too, so with him it was neg four bravery and an extra D3 runaway. I had the Bloodthirster to give him six-inch pile in to get around the fetch shenanigans. Uh, bronze Flesh to give him the two-up saves, and then you can Mystic Shield him. The four-up ignore spells. So he was, he was definitely not terrible. It was actually a lot better than what I thought it would be. But... um. I got the buy in the first round, so I just got the victory for that. Then second round, I played a Legion of Sacrament, double Zombie Dragon Arkan list with 30 Reapers. And first turn, he cursed he used off a, um, my War Shrine, and that was all he got till the end of the game. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but can I just say, good on for Curse of Years, curse <laughs> yeah. of years off. Like, that's, that's an achievement. Through a portal, too, in the first turn. I was worried then. And all those stuff went up in points. Yeah. And then um, I played uh, Triple Terrorgeist Feck Army with uh, Feast Day and a lot of summoning and um, managed Taste to get the win medicine. on that. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got the win on that. I didn't expect to. I definitely did. On third turn, I said, oh, don't worry about counting points anymore. I've lost. And he said, no, I'll keep pounding them. And I won by one point at the end. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> so so, you, played, so you played mind games and said, don't worry, hold my beer. <laughs> Sick. Just Archeon, just killing everything. Double piling oh, in. Yeah, it was with that extra two attacks. He was re-rolling hits, re-rolling wounds because I whipped him as well. So you were yeah. fishing for the double sixes to kill Terror guys. It was fantastic. No. It's about time he uh, became good in something. <laughs> yeah. He was good in Zeke for a while. Yeah, he was. I played him then, and, and Magra beat me. And with, he's also with, good in Sinesh. Oh, oh, stop, stop, stop. I, I, I'm very proud of this moment. <laughs> is that is that an unwounded Archeon was taken down by one unit of forty free guild guard? Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that no, was that was, that was very injuries. rough. That was very rough. Uh, that was the first time I met you at BreezeCon 2017, yeah. and I'm yep. like, oh, this guy's in a very good player, and all of a sudden now he's masters level. And yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'd like to think that I let the fire under you. You're like, fuck yeah, you man, did. free guild guard are killing me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sort my shit out. <laughs> yeah okay that's well that sounds like three people need to go up in points um, shush you they all went down yes yeah no he's good general went up he went up uh, oh yeah well because yeah, everyone's taking the sort of judgment on him running around in mixed mixed order mixed lists order. <laughs> the bastards oh and it's almost like the, those mixed order players are running narrative lists please remember that I want to know what what yeah, who, okay, what happened that the the volley gun went up forty points from one twenty to one sixty. Yeah, it's got to be just that mercenaries plus one to hit, eh? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. And then an ordinator plus one to hit. You could actually make it kill stuff. <laughs> one sixty versus the ballista. Yeah, no, it's thanks. ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Liam, highlight of Lord of War gaming. Gaming wise, yes. Playing, uh, there's a couple, but I got to play uh, Danny Carroll, the probably up there as one of the best painters in the world, in my opinion, because his free people is beautiful. Um, and that was honestly an amazing game because we just laughed the whole way. Like we did not really take that game seriously once again. Um, but there was like a couple of times though where I thought he actually might beat me, 
Like it might actually beat Fat because of the sort of judgment. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have made a story. Oh, mate, I would have been a story where I'd be like, "Cool, I'm gonna like hide under a rock." But <laughs> he, um, did, he did beat a Fatlist after you. So he did beat a Fatlist because he learned how bullshit it was from me. Um, but there was this time where like his sort of judgment just whiffed. And then we rolled for the demigriff dice. There was one demigriff knight. He rolled it, and the dice was just all five and sixes. I'm like, you need to roll that here, not there. And then we're like, hey, let's see how many d6 hits that would have been, like d6 mortal wounds. He rolled it, and it was like 18 mortal wounds. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm so glad that is not happening to my ghoul king right now. But um, yeah, that was a good highlight. Um, another gaming highlight was, I think probably my last game um, with this, I forgot his name, but it was a gloom spine army. And holy crap, Gloom Spider is so competitive. Um, it, yeah. Because on a four up, you bring back half a unit and they just get the objective back. And you're like, oh, I just wasted uh, two turns killing that unit. So, um, yeah, it was great. But um, that's pretty much it, really. I got to play a Gristle Gore list and a Blister Skin list um, as well. And I beat the Blister Skin and then Gristle Gore just Gristle Gored me. Like, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It just Gristle Gored me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, he. I got told that my t- play style was janky, which was interesting because you know how like <laughs> so I like charged a unit of ghouls and stayed three inches away with my horrors to his ghoul king on like that strikes first, and then yeah. I was like, cool, start of the combat phase. Looked at my opponent dead in the eye, and he was like, I can't do anything. I'm like exactly, and I piled in and killed it. Um, awesome. And then he piled in twice and killed the unit. Um, <laughs> so, a hollow victory. A hollow the victory. story had a happy ending after all. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, gaming highlights. Um, I had five great games. Um, yeah, I couldn't fault anyone. Everyone was a great sport. And um, the overall event was just awesome. There were so many things that I liked about it where all our terrain was like pre rolled when you arrive at the table. So, like, all the terrain, like, if Tables had arcane, you get one on each side. So everyone had a fair balance of like thing, but you have to decide if you actually want to deploy near that arcane terrain because you're probably going to get shot off to pieces. Um, but yeah, it was good. So having that, like the way the dwellers ran it, it was really interesting. And I actually quite enjoyed it because it, the game was so much quicker when setting up. So no one was like fiddling around what side they want, going around tables. Everyone just went, cool, just roll off to see who gets to drop first. And that was it. So yeah, it was good. And this might be a nice segue. So uh, from a content creator point of view, what, what's fresh from um, AOS uh, Australia? Dwellers did do the five-game live stream on Twitch, so find the Dwellers below on Twitch. Uh, all, all of this stuff, by the way, is in the show notes, so you can find the links. Um, Cinderfork Gaming, Doom and Darkness, Creaky Gamers have all put up battle reports. Um, Elf Bro um, Hayden Walker has just launched his uh, very first battle rep on YouTube last night. Um, really, really good. It's uh, well produced and it's only 20 minutes as well. So uh, if you like quick battle reports that aren't these, you know, watching 10 minutes of movement, um, really good battle rep. Uh, and then shout out to our friends here, The Failed Charge, who put out uh, not but one, but two uh, podcasts in the last week. Um, <laughs> some some interesting reactions from BreezeCon, uh, The Heats, um, Gemma, do you want to remind me of uh, probably some of the most most memorable moments of those uh, those those the stream? Anything in particular that kind of repeats itself? Oh, yes, that's burnt into my head. Is hello, it's Emma from the Foul Charge podcast. Like just, uh, 
And just listening to that when I have to edit it was just, uh, it was unkind to my brain. But there are some awesome, uh, very, very cool interviews with people. And I really enjoyed the, yes. I think there's a three-way or a four-way that got you got jacked by you're interviewing someone was interviewed. I think it was Josh actually. Josh, Josh was interviewing yeah. somebody, yeah, Josh. and then Dave Kerr jumped in. Then maybe Gammy jumped in, and it was yeah. just this. Yeah, it was good. It was just it was nice to see so many people enthusiastic. Like when you saw, um, you know, when they came out and they saw you recording, they were like, "Oh, what are you doing over there?" And they just wanted to jump in. And it, with the with the Gammy's party one, it was just passed around like, you know, everyone had a turn there. Everyone's keen. It was pretty cool. No, it, it was good. It was I, I do I did highly enjoy all of the interviews and Josh is actually in the chats and he said, Oh, you're all welcome. So we're we're <laughs> we're, we're hashtag job, blessed for you. Thanks for the, the four way that you had with Dave Kerr and the mangoes. <laughs> so much wrong with that phrasing, but anyway. So wrong and so I can't wait for my Josh international audience to watch this and go, What on earth are you talking about being four wayed with a mango? So um, but if anyone's listened to um to the It's a good episode title. If oh, it's yeah, a great no. episode. Yeah. yeah, screw GHB farewell. It's uh four way with a mango. Four way with the <laughs> mango. And Matt Gammy actually was on um uh, the Honest War Gamer, as long uh, Luke Stone as well, they did a couple of interviews uh, as a faction reaction. So some of the Aussies on the international scene. So uh, check cool. them Don't out. Don't forget Gabe Magro as well. Oh, and Gabe Hayden. as well. And Hayden, Hayden was on there as and well. And Hayden was on there doing uh, Sylvaneth. Yeah, just um, Hayden. Yeah. I don't remember anyone else. I don't, don't remember anyone else. I'm, I'm still waiting for, for the phone call from Rob um, <laughs> asking me about my reaction from the Free Guild. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, hate so all right. of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Only right now. <laughs> Ten minutes ago, I like. Oh, and Ash, thank, thank, thank you, uh, Savage Northman, Michael. Top. Oh, Michael, oh, we, 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 we had Ash McEwen oh, as well. No. So Nighthorn. So oh, all that of was these actually a really good episode. It's, yeah, it's funny how you guys all ignored Clan Filth just then. Yeah, sorry, thank, Ash. Thank you, sorry, Ash. Sorry, Ash. Just but, to Ash. Oh, sorry, and, just um, to and, Ash. and Ben Spinetti did a did a chat with um, Dan Dan um, say the dispossessed Dan as well. So uh, Aussies on the international scene, <laughs> far out. <laughs> you guys are nailing this. I love it. <laughs> I love you all. Amazing. I you, said hate- you hated us. Yeah. Oh, I've, mate, I'm bipolar as all hell. You're probably changing like ten minutes again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right so now that liam hates us all uh do we want to talk and farewell the general's handbook since we're in such good high spirits and we want to celebrate and and liam's uh in the corner having his uh salty snacks <laughs> sure all right let's i i think i think it's fair so uh i guess the purpose of today and i guess the topic of the for, the fortnight is um we've just had the general's handbook um 2019 come out uh, and while everyone's super excited and, you know, content creation around, you know, the new book and uh, people are playing games and having whinge fests on Twitter and putting up polls, we thought we'd take a step back and, I guess, reflect and, and uh, re- reminisce on uh, what I think has been a, a fantastic 2018-2019 series. Um, we've had the book for 12 months. We've had so much go on from a local point of view. We had new armies. We had lots of events. We had uh, new content creators on the scene. So I think today's topic, really, I think Liam and I wanted to break this down and, and, and find out 
what were some of the highlights? You know, what did you guys really enjoy? Um, I posted it on Facebook. I posted this on uh, on Twitter as well. Um, and I, I really enjoyed hearing how many people had a story of hand of dusting Nagash. So somebody hand of dusting Nagash or failing Nagash or there's just some beautiful stories that came up. So to take you guys back, uh, we had a whole bunch of armies being re-released. Uh, all re released. We had Stormcast had their very first battle tome. Oh no, no second, no third, <laughs> no fourth, fourth battle tome. Stormcast yep. got their fourth battle tome. We had Night Haunt. We had Beasts of Chaos. We had Gloom Spike Gits. We had Blades of Corn. We had Flesh Eater Cords. We had Skaven. And Clint reminded me we had Slanesh. So, uh, so I haven't it's missed any armies, have I? Just, just yeah, no, just a couple ones. of books there. Just, There's just, a few. Just, just, just a few. you know, it's Did you like Fire Slayers. No, fuck. I forgot um, one. Not, not real dwarves. Um, yeah, no, fireflies aren't. It's a realist of dwarves. And I mean, technically we had Sylvaneth, but not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah only, only, only like select few have that book. We had a um, taste, a tiny taste of Sylvaneth. Do we, did we? Because I have it here. Yeah, well. So I mean, like. But if you think about that, like we've had a lot of changes. It's almost an army uh, every two months we've had, or probably even probably it's like a one month. a month. It's been one a month, and then they had to give forty k something because everyone was whinging about Yanari or some crap, some random thing. I don't know. I don't understand that game. Um, don't get it. So but the yeah. game. So so we've had a lot of meta shifts. We had a lot of armies bring different things to the table. Um, in the last twelve months, we had um, the introduction to command abilities. Um, yep. You know, we, we dabbled in it with um, with uh, malign portents, but we really had them re in in, um, in G the, the new GBH. We had command points. We had the Realmsgate features introduced. We had malign sorcery. We had forbidden power. Um, we've had so much introduced, and we had new Age of Sigma content creators pop, pop up from Bush Bash to Cinderfall Gaming, Creaky Gamers. Uh, Mango Mango Radio jumps jumps in occasionally. Um, I think even um, the Savage Northmen started their podcast in the last twelve months. So we've had a bit of an explosion. A lot. Do you guys feel like we've had a lot happen in the last twelve months? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely have. It's really ramped up in the last twelve months. I think. Yeah. You only got to look at the numbers of KingCon, and you know that. Yeah, it's almost like they nailed that new core rules because it's just easier. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was good. Like I, I remember some people losing their mind about command points, though. I don't yeah. remember exactly who, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could name anything controversial, Michael, and and you could then go go and find it uh, being uh, ranted about on on Liam's Twitter. So low hanging fruit, mate. Low hanging fruit. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, you got to kick a man while he's down. Why do, why, do, why do you think why do you think Liam's on the show? I'm a I'm an advocate of a, a wrestling guru called Eric Bischoff, who I met last week, and he has a book called Controversy Creates Cash, and yep. Liam is my controversy, so. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. Fuck dice apps. Um, anyways. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Right. Okay. There we go. There's your, there's the Twitter storm for tomorrow. Uh, well done. Tick. So jump in the chat. How, how, do, how do you feel about dice apps while we're going? Um, I will I will rage at you in the chat if you say dice apps are good. Not only do we have that, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a refresh of some of the biggest events and hopefully I don't miss any big ones in Australia. Is from from back to front, we had Ardfists. Um Ardfist was the first I think GBH um 
the new book, uh, 2018, I think it was Art Fists. We had no. Breeze Hammer, we had Blue Dragon, we had Gods of War, which was Liam, your, your event. Yep. Um, RCGT, I had my event, Sydney GT, Breeze Hammer, Bush, Bush, uh, Bush Bonanza, CanCon, obviously the largest event in the world. We had um, South Coast, sorry, so South Coast, South Australian GT, so Doom and Darkness, yeah. the very first uh, event that was, what, 40, 50 players, um, awesome. Um, we had the heats. We had the Australian Warhammer heats. So Matt Gravatt um, had launched the, the the official Games Workshop entry to the tournament scene, which both of you had, had attended. And yep. I know you both had won um, your heats. Yep. Uh, Michael Heat 1, Gemma Heat 2. With, bought- with, with which army again? Oh, just yeah. feck. Hey, the guys. same list. I'm just... I'm just going to have to interrupt here. Unfortunately, I'm on call at work and we just lost power. So I'm going to have to go to work and try and reset all my stuff at work. Oh, hashtag oh, fail. Luckily, luckily, we got the other uh, failed charge here. Yeah. So you real fail? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the real fail. I knew this would happen too because I'm just i on call every second week and unfortunately I've just got about 400 alarms because the power's gone out at work and I've just been getting called by security. So I'm going to have to love right. you guys. Gemma, before you go, those. I would love your thoughts mm-hmm. on the last 12 months. Give us the give us the high level. What did you think? What did you love? Any moments? Uh, well, I'm right into the community. So in the last 12 months, seeing it grow has really just inspired me as a player. Uh, meeting new people has really inspired me as well. It's just lovely knowing that uh, we have something in common with so many other people. It's just growing and growing and it really warms my heart to know that it's just forever growing. And I think it's going to do that in the next 12 months as well, because I'm, I think the new GHP is really good. Um, being part of of CanCon was a highlight to me because it was it is the biggest tournament in the world and just being a part of that is awesome. Seeing so many people together again, the community has has been amazing. Uh, the heats and the the Malkovet heats and the final was definitely a highlight. I may have taken flesh eaters, but you still had to guide them on the table. And <laughs> she was moving with did... the scattered us. I saw her. <laughs> yeah, and we did do really well down there. So that, again, because that was sort of like the first time that they've they've ran anything like that at a Warhammer shop, I think that was a highlight for me as well. Um, being able to buy our portable recorder has been a highlight for me just because it has enabled me to meet new people, um, ask them about their hobby, what they like about it, how they play, uh, you know, what armies are out there. It has just in general been just... The whole year has been a highlight to me. Just watching it grow has been amazing. No, thank you. And and if people want to see more of Gemma, you've got the podcast. You did a uh, a faction focus with us with uh, Chris Tot on Nurgle. Uh, I'm yep. sure we'll do another one soon. But have fun restoring power and helping the greater community again and being selfless. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. And I yeah, thank you very much for letting me be on. No, always oh, a pleasure. Mick's going to have to pick up the slack. Yeah, my heart's also warm, but I think that's heartburn or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a, a few other events we had. We obviously had uh, the Savage Northmen had their first big event, the Battle of the Northern Realms. We had BadgerCon. We've had Sydney Slaughter from Chris Welfare. We've had Lords of War. It is a 23, 24 events. We've had some interesting armies winning from Skaventai, Blades of Corn, Daughters of Cain, Slanesh, uh, a whole bunch of Daughters of Cain, a whole bunch of uh, Flesh Eater Courts. Um, hell, we had Brizhammer being won by Dave Kerb with Bone Splitters. So 
Um, yeah. We've had a whole range of just diff just craziness. Yeah. yeah. Upside down meta, pretty much. Yeah, very that. strange. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like we've still had we've had still had a whole bunch of like on meta. I think uh, Andrew Andrew won uh, with uh, BreezeCon Bre uh, Breeze with uh, uh, Fire Slayers. So. Yep. We've still that, had some that, pretty top that's armies. Not, that's, that's not on meta. That's, that's that, not on meta, though. That's not on all. meta. That's, that's no, statistically, that should not be happening. Yeah. Um, Wasn't it like a week after the book was dropped before the FAQ? I feel like he... Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, no one no, knew what anything did. No disrespect to Andrew. Like, he, he, he's he been playing uh, Fire Slayer since day zero. So, yep. Yeah, and Hearthguard Berserkers became the best combat unit in the game. <laughs> yeah, that is rough. Yeah. And, and, and you'll, you'll note to Liam's left, because he likes to play janky armies, he's got a stack of Hearthguard Berserkers there waiting to be painted. I don't do dwarves. <laughs> don't do We've them. got a heap of Fire Slayers Gemma's painting at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, after Feck get whacked in the FAQ, you're just like... Yeah, I'll need something. Definitely. Just try and have everything painted. Just try and have everything painted so it doesn't not matter where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> so we've had a lot going on. Let's start yeah, off. Let's start off. What armies did you guys play over the last year? So I might go to Mick first, then we'll go to Clint. What armies did you play during this GHB? Well, a lot of different armies. Trying to remember them all. <laughs> I did even write a list before this, but I played Sylvaneth for a fair bit of the year. I played uh, a little bit of Feck. I played Everchosen. I played. Um, Mixed order. I played. I'm just trying to remember what else I took to events. I don't know. I played a lot, a lot of different armies. That's for sure. I don't. I don't mind changing it up a bit. But uh, Sylvaneth was definitely my main army for the year. And Clint. Uh, so mainly death. Uh, I think I took it to the majority of events, and then I had a bit of a dabble with mixed order because I did the army for RCGT and then I took that to a couple of events to justify all of the work I put in painting it. <laughs> Came up good. <laughs> so, so, yeah, death and mixed order, pretty much. That's it. I don't think I've, other than a, like a handful of games now with Slaves of Darkness, you know, it's all been death. In, in various, various incarnations, you know. <laughs> but always led by Manfred. No. Not all. <laughs> oh my gosh! Recently, though, recently though, when I when I went to Bobo and when I went to uh, Notorious, it was led by Manfred. Poor Manfred. Shout out to Manfred. Definitely, yeah. he's better now. He's cheaper. He couldn't get any worse. He could not get any worse. You watch, Manfred's going to be the meta now. Everyone's going to run out and get their Manfred. No, they're getting they're no. getting Neferata and Arcan. Yeah, Neferata because... went down the same mount, so it's like. Ugh. <laughs> Neferata. It's going to be Neferata and Arkan power couple again. It's going to be great. Arkan's too expensive. But anyway, yeah, Death. Death is what I played. And, and G Gary Percival said that uh, Manfred's kicked the shit out of his Slanesh. Is that true? Yes. Yes, I played again against Gary Percival um, when I was over there and managed to, to sneak a win. So I've, I'm holding on to that one forever. <laughs> I, can, I can never play Gary again because then the 1-0, well, it'll ruin my streak. <laughs> So there's something as well. You over you went over to Warhammer Warhammer World. You went to Bobo. You uh, were chatting on Warhammer Television. I went to Adepticon. Massive, massive year. Yeah, where did you go, Michael? 
deep. Where's Ipswich? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Fuck. Oh, and Liam went to New Zealand. Yeah, where did you go, Michael? Oh, nowhere. I've just been doing the local events all around the place. Just and messing them up. We did, <laughs> Ad- we did Adelaide, Michael. Yeah, I went to Cairns as well. And yeah. It you was, it was really up. good. How, how was Cairns? I hear, I hear, heard it was amazing. I think... Uh, I, I really good. I, yeah, I heard it was a really, really, really good... Um, I think there was one particular drinking session where maybe someone slept literally in a street gutter. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, just, who was yeah, that? Yeah, that was... Uh, Jesse? No, it was at... Adam Huey, Adam Huey, yeah, from up there. Right. Yeah, he was he was on it hard. Then threw up in his Uber, so they kicked him out, and then the police woke him up in the morning, waiting, wait, um, sleeping on the streets. But he still he? made first game the next day. <laughs> shout out to him. shout out to that man. Yeah. Sleeps in a gutter, backs himself up for game four. <laughs> but we did give him a bit of a rest though, because Andrew got paralytic drunk and lost his phone, so we had to go and buy that back from some locals. And yeah. so we yes. were 25 minutes late for our first game, so we got a bit of a break there. Uh, if you want to hear more about those stories, I think it's on uh, Bush Radio Bush from Radio, yeah. Measured Gaming. Uh, uh, a little bit racist at times, if I remember correctly, but uh, a good laugh nonetheless. <laughs> at least uh, they didn't lose car keys. Like, that's that's a huge yeah, thing. Yeah, I heard you got them over. And Liam, for the purpose of people who don't know what's going on, at Notorious GT, what happened with you and the goon boss, Seth? Oh, so, um, <laughs> uh, so we, fuck, um, so we finished our the night, and then we were with, it was me and Greenboss Seth and Aiden and uh, Matt um, Brixton, I think his name is, um, and we <laughs> kept drinking at the venue till about twelve one o'clock. We were playing pool and stuff. It got really hot because you get real serious at pool after like a few drinks. So I put my jacket away, and then when I got my jacket back. I realized when we left the venue, it was a little bit lighter than last time when I had it on because I had a hoodie and a jacket because New Zealand got cold. And um, luckily, I didn't lose my leather jacket or else I would probably have break down in tears. Um, but my hoodie was taken and the venue were not that helpful because they don't know how to deal with a situation like that, apparently. <laughs> um, and in my hoodie was Seth's car keys, house keys, and pretty much everything that we needed for tomorrow. Um, so Seth's wife, uh, Seth's partner, had to drive down one and a half, two hours down south to open up the car and give us a spare key. Oh, wow. And while she was driving down, I quickly ran to Woolworths and I bought her like two or three bottles of Prosecco to be like, hey, I'm so sorry <laughs> for doing this. She, uh, Seth messaged me after and said, Hey, um, just so you know, she's really like happy that you bought her that because, and I was like, Yeah, I think she needs it after like what we just made her go through. Um, so because his phone was in the car, so he was using my phone day two to message her to be like, I'm really sorry, please don't get mad. So I'm like, at, I'm like at my game, getting like messages from his partner. I'm like, What is going on here? And, um, yeah, it was, um, but we've had this issue before where every event where I'm at an Airbnb or something, if I get given the keys, there's a 90% chance of me losing it. Like, <laughs> Masters. Yeah, I remember that at Masters. Yeah, Master Master keys at Masters. Master keys at Masters. And I told them, hey, it might be under the car seat. And everyone had, like, the crappers look. And I went outside and looked at myself, like, look, guys, I found it. And Chris Welfare was pissed. <laughs> um, so we learned, we learned this book, Do Not Trust Liam with Keys. Yeah. No. I must say just something else about cans before we move off. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Michael's mother knitted everyone who participated in the event dice bags. No. Yeah. So you got a custom little dice bag. What? I wish I had it close that to me. Really, That's really cool. Yeah. My, Michael Savage Northman, where, where are these pictures? I want to see where your mum has knitted a dice bag for everyone. Yeah. That is, that's fucking incredible. It that's, was. That's, it was. That's, that's so big, cool. Like big dice bag? Like a proper size dice bag, but all like crocheted. <laughs> for like, that's amazing. I think you won the internet. Yeah. I was so excited about it. That was my favorite thing. <laughs> Not the games. Screw my opponents. Everything. Yeah, that's it. This one bag. I would fly back there again just to pick up the dice bag. <laughs> I think. I think next year if I go, I'm gonna have to buy buy you know mum mum flowers. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if she's she if she's knitting knitting dice bags, like so mum's gonna get flowers and chocolates yeah. and wine. <laughs> um, Savage Northman says they'll send you one, Magro. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I'll feature that on this channel. Yes. Liam, <laughs> Liam, what what armies did you play this year? Uh, everything but was busted. Um, <laughs> Clint's laughing because he knows it's true. Yeah, I was um, just, I was hoping you would say something like that because otherwise we were going to jump in and correct yeah. whatever it was that you said. Um, so I ran, I literally have the rank, I just got the rankings here so I can get reminded of what busted crap I brought. Um, so in the year I took Doors of Cain, I went back to my first true love, Flesh Eaters. Um, and let's all be honest, that was, Masters was interesting. Isn't Sylvaneth your first love? That's what I said. First love, Sylvaneth. You said fake. No, you said, said flesh eaters. You said fake. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, first love, Sylvaneth. Is it a and proverbial then slip? Yeah. yeah. And, I went, <laughs> and I went back to feck, even though last time when I played feck, I hated the play style because it was stupid. Um, but I went back because it was busted. And when I heard that you can make big beasties battle line, I jumped on it like hell. Um, but yeah, so I took flesh eaters, Sylvaneth, Doors of Cain, and now I'm going back to Doors of Cain. Yeah, but that's yeah. next. That's that's a new book. Forget that. Yeah. yeah. So, super. So, but um, yeah, I took everything that was busted. Um, I like that you left Flesh Eaters because it was not a very good interactive game experience with them, <laughs> and then you went back to them because it was worse. <laughs> well, it depends which side of the table you're on. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Right. You had that big flyer list. You had Dead Watch. You then you, you didn't, didn't have. I didn't, you didn't. I didn't, have, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't went back to it. I did Dead Watch with Necromancer when that was like you can do three pile ins a turn yep. because that was a positive play experience. Um, and then, um, You're and lying. then, yeah, that was a positive play experience. And then went to Sylvaneth and I did the Dryad spam, did Doors of Kane, did Hagnar bullcrap, and then Flesh Eater Courts. I hope that you can pile in twice just for spending one command point because there's so much talent involved in that. <laughs> and you had the audacity to have a little sookie pants about Grimgast Reapers coming back for one CP. Oh, that's still stupid and Yeah, but you have no you have no <laughs> you can't you can't talk about all this broken stuff and then get on your little high horse and go, Oh, Grimgast Reapers on one CP. Yeah, yeah. He's just annoyed he didn't get Grimgast Reapers. That's the thing. No, if he could I could put I, Grimgast I, Reapers into his feck. No, Oh, no, 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 Liam, 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 I've got to say this. James right. Mabry, the, the Duke himself, Mr. Positivity and, and one of the nicest guys in this game, has said you are no authority on positive play experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. You got right, owned, we, Liam. You got owned by James. Moving along, I played Moon, Moon Clan and Gloom Spite. That's it. That, I'm sorry. That's all I played uh, last year. No, uh, you played two games with Death with New GHB with my Doors of Cain. Did I? Yes. 
That was so memorable. You destroyed him in 20 minutes, Liam. Yes, I did. (laughs) You also destroyed my my squeak-heavy list uh, with your dryads, and I'm like, what do I do? Yeah, didn't you take death to an event somewhere, Magrum? Uh, What? One of the local events? No, one of the little local events. Didn't you take death to, like a multi-monster list? No, he took that death pre GHB. Was no, it? I feel like the last event I went to with death was um, Sydney, Sydney, Slaughter. Sydney Slaughter, where I took out best death with Manfred. Yeah, and right. Then that, I think that might have been what I was thinking. It, yeah. That still doesn't make sense that it was with Manfred, but anyways, uh, moving yeah. on. Um, <laughs> well, it, it turns out good generals win with Manfred. Yeah, I might, I might need to teach, <laughs> teach, <laughs> teach Clint a thing or two. That's true. Hey, I've never claimed to be a good general. Yeah, right, Liam, no, are you going to no, ask something? No, nah, I'm just going to leave that. It's going to slide. It's going to slide. <laughs> um, so which events did we all attend? Like, does everyone remember? No, I had a printed off list, but I left that when we did the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> You're right there, Liam. We've lost Liam. Yeah. Go on. That's right. Liam wasn't remember- adding any. Liam wasn't adding anything to this. <laughs> wow, I remember what events I went to. Anthony. What did you go to, Clint? Tell us. Right, awesome, cool. So I went to RCGT. I went to the two Brizhammer events. They were really awesome. They were good. Um, Runax teams uh, with the with the Elf Bros. So Elf Bro himself, Hayden, and then Liam and Mister Welfare, and we came second. And you guys played Talk- as a, t- a team of elves. Team of elves. Well, Chris didn't, but everyone plus, else did. Plus yeah. Sylvaneth, so. so uh, yeah. 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 So I just rode the carrot tails onto a podium, so that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> I went to CanCon. I suppose that counts. Yeah. Um, and then. You went to Masters as was well. Big, so. uh, yeah, technically I went to Masters, so there you go. Master uh, level player, year two. <laughs> well, all four of us are Masters level players from last year. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. we all actually went to Masters the year before. We're all, yeah, we're all at Masters, yeah. All right, Michael wasn't. He I was, was there. Dead. I was TOing. He was there. He was TOing. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you gave me shit for running a shit army. I remember. No, I yes. you being salty when you played Chris, remember? The tears. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember just throwing, walk away, and then you just went, nah. <laughs> you and Hayden were both salty that Masters, but that was la- the book before that. Okay, so, just want to clarify, I didn't throw a dice at the wall. All right, no. let's just so I then I after CanCon I went to South Australian GT, which was awesome. Um yeah, and really then I did and then I did Bobo and Taurus. So sick. Awesome. And yeah. Michael, what event what, what events you went to? Obviously we, we, we all went that you remember. Yeah. yeah, we went went to a lot of the normal ones that Clint did, like all the Briz Hammers, which are really good. And I think everyone should adopt the sticker idea that they do. So whatever's won the event last, they do a sticker up for that, and it comes in your players' pack for the next event. So I'm gutted I missed the sticker at the last event. I'm like, sorry. That, I had to go. It didn't matter what was on. I had to go to get the Silverman sticker. Because that was uh, Charles Black had won yep. with, with the Silver uh, Yep, and then Dan uh, Dave Kerr won with the Bone Splitter, so it was a really cool Bone Splitter one. And then someone else. Oh, no, there's only been three, hasn't there, Clint? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one's just the the Bruce Hammer logo. Yeah, and then it was the bones like the bone splitters one, and then the Sylvaneth one that I didn't get, so I'm sad. Yeah, but it'll be Gloom Spot Gits, I think, next. Mm. She don't have to go up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, the Bruce. Then 
uh, Brizcon, um, obviously CanCon, Masters. I can't even remember what else. A fair few little events around the place. I don't you've you've had a big year. You've had an yeah. incredibly big year. Like I think on the latest rankings after this, after last weekend's event going, I think I've been into eight events since the ranking year turned over. So since November. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Josh, Josh has just private messaged me on Facebook, uh, sending me a picture of his laptop, I believe. It has all three pictures from Bruce Hammer. So oh, that's really awesome. cool. Yeah, yeah, I've called him a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I've got two of each, was Gemma went as well. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and Liam, you, you ran your very first event, Gods of War. Yeah, that was good. Um, that was interesting. I actually enjoyed TOing. Um, surprisingly, um, less stressed and less people calling me an asshole. Um, <laughs> really? So, yeah. Oh, actually, no, there was a couple of people you calling me an asshole. You weren't TOing right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I was about to say, one person was not impressed with a few of the calls that I made. But, um, yeah, I think, it'll, yeah. And I just remember I was, yeah, I ran my first event and then, yeah, and I went to a lot. Um, did the teamers event where we went for the full Elf Bro theme, which was cool. Um, I, did that was like I think with GHB I went to Sydney GT, um yeah your event macro and I think that was the only one that I went to, uh with the new handbook. Let me just double check because all the rest was um yeah all the rest. Con. Well no, so like as in like last year. Oh yeah. And then like and then I did Masters, um which was an awesome experience. Um again. Yeah, good. Uh, besides me yelling, um then third year and then now I've got here I got I did Cancon. And now I've done Anzac Cup uh, down in Canberra, which was really cool. Um, and that was with Fleshies Borders War, which was awesome, run by uh, the Heralds, um, Adam and Travis, which was cool. And then I've done Sydney Slaughter again. So with this um, news general's handbook, but Sydney Slaughter was custom scenarios, but points and stuff and busted stuff. And then I did uh, the Dwellers of Bo- Below event last week. Which Actually, was the last, last event. Yeah, which yeah. was the last weekend of that GHB. And I got to say, I'm so glad that people realized that better part of Valor was the worst scenario ever. <laughs> we, we, did, we did get to that point. Um, and then my year, I guess, um, I had a bit, a bit of an interesting year. I think I had stepped back from uh, a lot of competitive play. I didn't go to many tournaments. Uh, I got to commentate at, at Masters, um, which was an amazing experience. Yeah, so Heralds really of War did a live stream myself and Travis. Um, that was certainly one of the highlights of my year. Um, I obviously TO'd um, and created Sydney GT, which was a 74 player event, um, which was massive, but it took a lot of my gaming time away, uh, creating ter- terrain and tables and just general event stuff. So, uh, and I'm noticing that all automatically now that, um, now that I'm preparing for my next one, uh, it does take up a lot of time, and Clint, I, I can only imagine how much of your hobby time goes to running the event or preparing for the event as opposed to playing. Um, he's got slaves. He's fine. Slaves on the day. I have slaves on the day. <laughs> it's a different, different thing. Yeah, too bad slaves of darkness are competitive. Um, anyways, um, anyway. <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, I had KenCon and Adepticons. I got to try out the new Gloom Spike Gits book uh, two weeks uh, two weeks after it dropped. The, I think I had to create a list the week, the week of the book, um, which was fascinating. Uh, and so much lessons have been learnt along the way. So 
Was it the uh, week before that you came down here and beat Clint too, or was that? The... <laughs> that was a couple of weeks I come up. I come up for work, um, but that was that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. With uh, it was a very cu- customized uh, mixed order army that was like bear, a hurricane with like a bear. And, oh, I'm I'm doing a poor justice for Clint. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was really cool. Um, so, Clint, I'd love to throw this one at you and ask you a bit a bit more about. Um, I guess the growth of CanCon or Call to Glory. So, you know, when we started, you know, many moons ago, it started off at around 50 players or 48, I think it ended up as. Then we moved up to that 110 mark and then literally doubled in size to 220. We had um, the Honest War Gamers live streaming. We had uh, uh, Rob and Nathan there from, again, from the team. We had um, Short Shorts Dan from AOS Shorts come over. We had the New Zealand click come over. We had this massive explosion of, of um, I guess, of our scene. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and, and, and what you saw as the TO for call to glory um, year on year. Uh, right. Um, well, besides doubling. Yeah, it was, it was awesome to watch it grow alongside the community. Cause it was, it wasn't just KenCon that grew it was the community that doubled in size. Like, cause players have to come from somewhere. You know what I mean? So don't they hatch them? I, yeah. I just I just make them up to fill my playlists, remember, to sell those tickets. Um, yeah, just to, to force other events out. Um, but, no, like, to watch the community grow big enough that they went, right, we're all going to converge on, on Canberra again to start making CanCon a really good thing. Uh, that was awesome. Um, and... Um, how quick those tickets sold out was unbelievable as well, eh? Uh, I Absolutely. just remember... Go, Clint. Absolutely. It was really awesome. It was scary because they, we turned... Like, they'd gone up on the afternoon and I got a call from the CanCon organiser that evening saying, you know, are you, like, giving out prizes or something to sell these tickets? I'm like, no. <laughs> we just have a very we just have a very enthusiastic community who would like to come to this event, <laughs> you know? So, I remember, I remember at Anthony's event, like on the day, like day one, people were just like walking around, going, "Did you get your CanCon ticket? Did you get your CanCon ticket?" And I was like, "Just like, look, I should be toing, but I bought a ticket anyways." And then, um, <laughs> surprise, everyone, no one. Yeah, surprise, <laughs> no one. Um, because I think Dan Brewer was the one that egged me on, being like, "Look, it looks like a huge event. You should go and play." I'm like, "Yeah, but toing." And he just goes like, "Look, I can't see you being a to." I'm like, "Okay," bought a ticket. Um. <laughs> Because we, because we have a, we we have, we have like a a custom or a tradition. Um, I don't know if this is a globally, but certainly in Australia, that um, when you're at an event, if there is a TO from another event um, at the at your event, um, you usually, you know, at the at the end of the awards ceremony, you ask them to get on stage and you know, spruik, I guess, the next event. Um, And I remember being at um, Sydney GT, which was uh, September October. And I was going to spruik at the end to say, hey, um, uh, you know, buy tickets. There's like 50 tickets or 100 tickets left. I was always going to push people to go to go buy CanCon tickets. Um, but what was interesting was that I had to make that announcement at the, at the middle of day two and then start, yeah, the, the start of day two as well, just to remind them, guys, tickets. Yeah, so, make sure you get some. Yeah, it sold out really quickly. 
Well, talking about things that will sell out quickly too, is it on Saturday the team's event tickets go up for Runax? Friday, yeah. I think it is. 8 Friday, o'clock on Friday. It? Yeah, it could be too. But people definitely better get on that because they will sell out like hotcakes. Well, there uh, was another There was another first for us. We had um, our first team events. We obviously saw uh, there was a blood tie and there was a couple of team events internationally, but we never had a proper strong teams tournament. But Runax and Gabe had done. Obviously, but, <laughs> <laughs> there was like eight teams. Like it was nothing. It was, it was I mean, Moab was okay. Um, like no offense, guys. But like, uh, what Rune Axe was exceptional from what I saw. Yeah, like really good. It was. It was amazing. Man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not. Like... I'm not dissing Moab from a couple of years ago, but the the Rune Axe really took on that team's event and really yeah. led led it, and it was super popular. Yeah. With, very. With Moab two years ago, though, um, you got to remember that was the year where CanCon only had 50 players, so the community was slow, like small in Australia. So, like, that was an achievement to get eight players because eight times, like, like there was, like, four players in each team. So there's still quite a few players there. Just teams, one yeah. yeah, so yeah. that's still an achievement. And then and then pretty much when we saw CanCon go up to, like, 100 or so, Gabe's like, hold my beer, let me do a team event. Um, and look how it turned out. It was freaking awesome. Um, well, that's the thing. The community grew in that time. Yeah. You know, just the community has doubled in size. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah so, easily and probably more. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we probably saw Runex being like a huge achievement. But yeah, Moab was achievement at that time because eight teams, four players, that was still quite a lot of hassle to get people to sign up, especially yeah. when I think we did a tight ruling where it was like one of each Grand Alliance. Yeah. Correct? Which, we, we, which we, was we, hard. Well, like, I had to play Destruction. I um I had to borrow an army just to um to play at the event because at the time Destruction and Death weren't that popular. And luckily there was a couple of like death plays around, but um good, good thing destruction's really come up in the world since then though, hey. <laughs> oh yeah, like <laughs> But there know, are definitely more options now. Yes. Sure. I've forgotten what the question was. Because it was <laughs> something about something We're talking about, about like the growth. Like, growth. Like, oh, about the, yeah. it, it was awesome. the The growth was awesome. Um, and what you saw is so many new players, and then you saw the return of some older players um, who obviously saw AOS two come out. That's that's something that I think is really important to mention when we talk about this. That you know, GHB eighteen. It wasn't just a GHB. It was a whole new edition. Yeah, and I think that kind of just catalyzed. Um, Proved to be the catalyst for a lot of this growth. Yeah. So, like, um, we did see a lot of old war guard come in. Like a lot of people from old fantasy come back. Yeah, we saw obviously James Morehouse. We saw uh, Chuck. We saw the Dwellers guys come back. Uh, there's obviously, few- there's so many more people there's in that more. community, but just yeah. Like I met quite a lot of people on the part last weekend where they were quite. There was heaps of people that were like, I used to be like. I used to play old fantasy. Now I just got back into AOS. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And we just like talked about like the differences and stuff. And it was interesting, like hearing about it all still and seeing new, more players coming from old world being like, yeah, I heard AOS is awesome and I want to do it. And also um, I think another thing to mention with this new GHB and all these armies that all the hobby has like stepped up so much at these events that we're mentioning. Yeah. Like not just three color minimum um, stuff. It's like cool, like the army that I played last round, Lords of War, from an old world player 
who just got into AOS, doesn't play much AOS, but came to his event to play AOS. Most gorgeous Gloom Spider army I have seen. Like, I was like, whoa. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> did, did, you, did you play Alex Treble? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Sounds so sus. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he used to be a name. Yeah. I say, was yeah. how bad his last yeah. game was. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah. He personally I think, contacted. I think he got a heads up, and he's like, "Hey, look, you're playing Liam. He's probably going to be salty at the end." And um, yeah. And you didn't let him down. hundred oh, percent did not let him down. I had to apologize at the end. Um, but yeah. Um, but it was good. So yeah, it was an awesome game. And we've also we've probably also seen the rise of really good terrain. So I think in the last uh, this last edition, we've started to see tournaments. You know, Clint, you probably started the charge. I followed a lot of other tournaments of saying players need to bring three pieces of terrain with them to support and help uh, us have great terrain on the table. Yeah. And we've seen some really amazing hobby, you know, Ben Spinetti doing his Ideneth Deepkin uh, terrain as a wave that has like the Azerite ruins in it. Yeah, we've seen, real. you know, um, n- not to kind of tip my own horn, but, you know, I've got Dark Fantastic Mills mushrooms to go with my army and there is so much more really cool terrain uh, being put on the table. So I, even the, the, you know, not just the armies have stepped up, the terrain boards have split, stepped up. If you, um, if you've seen, uh, like Blake and, 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 you know, um, Tim, the, uh, the Aussie war gamer, like displays, terrain, uh, armies, everything has stepped up in the last 12 months. Yeah. understand. Um, cool seeing like armies that are suiting people's like, uh, display boards so they can like kill two birds with one stone which has been cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been everything that people have done recently has just been awesome. But, yeah, just watching CanCon from, like, first one to now, it's just been an amazing achievement. And, I, yeah, Clint does a killer job. Like, there's no way to sugarcoat it. So let me ask you, what are your favourite moments on the table? So maybe, uh, Mick, I'll throw it over to you first. Did you have any sure. favourite moments or things that have really... Um, and by the way, Mick, can you just quickly move your mic away from your mouth a little bit? It's a, bit, a little bit. It's just a little bit loud. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, sorry, mate. How's that? No, you're good, man. Too easy. Uh, highlights. It's a hard one because we've had so many good games, so many good events. Like trying to narrow it down, but I will say, last game at the heats at Games Workshop, playing Gabe was one of the highlights. Just being able to just niggle away at him all event to try and get inside his head, <laughs> and then watch him. I watched us both set up. I gave him first turn. He skipped his hero phase. Top table last round. <laughs> <laughs> You're mean. You oh, are a Gabe. Have you only just met Michael? Of course he's mean. <laughs> I remember playing him at a team event. And I remember, I remember like our game, like your hero phase. He started casting spells and I started laughing. And then you yeah. looked down at the table and just went, shit. And I was like, yeah, yep, awesome. Sweet. I got a chance here. Because he had Marathi and he forgot to transform her. I was like, yeah, yep, awesome. Did my job. Sure did. It was almost like Durfu at Masters. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I hate you. Oh. Just double six and Durfu to death at Masters. That was another highlight. That was definitely another highlight. Fuck you. <laughs> By the way, I think I think this channel has now been turned into an MA plus at this rate. Um, <laughs> what happens when you bring Mick and Liam in the same fucking cat? <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm doing my I'm, best. I'm being nice, Magro. So if you need to replace Liam as a co-host, I, I can be nice. And you reckon? You're, you're, you're me? PG. 
Yeah, man. Clint, yeah. Clint, Clint, Clint's got enough else to do. He's got plenty of empire to paint. So you know, we, we, we can put <laughs> we can put teacher Bert and Liam together. They these guys can be the new heralds. <laughs> Ooh, that would be interesting. Clint, how was your year? What was your favorite moments? Um, it's really weird because I I find it really hard to remember a lot of my games because they're just interspersed. Like there's such a big gap between them because I don't go to as much rather than run. Um. I'm going to say being able to play in the UK was really awesome. Thanks to the generosity of uh, members of the community. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, playing, um, you know, setting up a podcast rivalry grudge with uh, Stu from Northern Invasion over in Scotland. So we'd like lined up, turned up at the table, exchanged goodies like I got, like I got Iron Brew and bits and pieces, and he got some cool Aussie stuff, um, and that was really cool. Uh, that's Sick. probably. But then I've also um, playing Pete Atkinson at South Australian GT because we'd talked that grudge up as well. First round, yep. uh, it was Blood and Glory. Um, I was playing Legion of Night with Manfred and some Vargeists. I had Manfred and one of the units of Vargeists off the table. Round two, round no, round three, uh, Pete had moved stuff off an objective in the back corner. I had the other three. Like, he'd left one dude there. I brought on the Vargas and Manfred. And I'm like, awesome. If I make this charge, I have won this game. Like, it was just like that. So, didn't make that charge. That's cool. Manfred's there. I'll spend the command point. We'll re-roll this. Didn't make the charge. And I'm like, Great. I've just lost. <laughs> <laughs> that Pete is a legend. It was such like, a good moment because, like, Pete, I don't think he'd seen it. And I'm like, trying, it's like, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look in the corner. Just trying to ignore it so that he doesn't realize what he's done. And then I'm like, I'm going to do this. And he's like, oh, oh. So it was just that tense, tense yeah. moment there that that was what made it. It wasn't. Wouldn't it, wasn't who who won out of that. It was just that moment where we were both like, "Ooh, this this is will decide it." So, I love it. So I'm going to throw a couple of uh, curly ones that I've got from Facebook um, before I go to Liam. So some of the ones that I want to highlight from Facebook when I asked the Sydney group, you know, what were some of your moments? Um, Josh Griffith had said going two and three with a pure dispossessed army, which I think uh, is an, an incredible achievement, and had. Some, uh, some, some, uh, actually a major win against a Grizzagore list, which he was super proud with. Um, <laughs> Seth Cook winning, uh, the relocation orb, uh, against a mirror match gloom spite at CanCon. Um, and he got, uh, he said, while I got completely tabled and killed zero points of my opponent's army. So, <laughs> oh, that's good going. He, did a, he did a Dan Brewer and won the scenario without killing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you had, um, you know, Kieran Askins, uh, talking about some of these amazing events that he's had. Um, I should probably bring up this photo, um, probably in a minute sooner of, um, uh, this is from Sydney Slaughter. Actually, I might see if I can bring it up really quickly. I think this is, I know the photo um, you're on about it. Yeah, so this, this is an awesome photo. It's yeah. a beautiful, um, example of, um, our, our community. So this is Kieran and, and, um, and Zed, so, uh, Zorin. And it's, I'll see if I can zoom in a little bit. 
but it's them. Um, I don't know exactly what the situation was, but at Ken, uh, at, at, um, at Sydney Slaughter, they are on the same side, sitting down, obviously talking something through or um, sharing strategy. But I thought that was uh, a brilliant moment of uh, sportsmanship and really what our scene's all about. Um, it was just so casual. They're just sitting yeah, there. It just looks at And I can to say, it was like, they couldn't ruin that great moment. They couldn't stand up and move models. They just stayed there and like reached across and just moved model. It was just, it was just something. It's just something. <laughs> I love it. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, I'm going to unzoom out for a second. Uh, what else did I see? Liam, while I fix up my screen, what's some of your favorite moments? Uh, okay. I uh, got to play Hayden at Masters, even though, um, when we told Clint, I'm pretty sure two days beforehand, please don't pair us up. And then he says, I can't control this. I'm sorry. And then we got paired up and we took it quite well. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Um, playing uh, Dan AOS shorts at Notorious GT. Absolute gent. Um, that was an awesome experience just to get to hang out and play a game with him. He doesn't play, get to play Warhammer much. So being able to play with him and like getting to do that was cool. Um, and yeah, generally, I can't really just say like, I think another one is like playing Danny Carroll again. Like that guy is just a gent as well. Um, but yeah, there's just moments like, I don't know, me being a competitive player. I think one of my best, best moments was when I beat a deaf army, which had Grimgarth Reapers. It felt so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, cause I really hate that. I just hate it. But yeah, anyways, you, you wouldn't know, especially if you follow Liam on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Pete, Pete Atkinson says uh, Clint Clint uh, getting zero kill points from the first day of uh, SAGT and still winning a game. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. I went one and two on the first day and got zero kill points. And then in my fourth game, I accidentally um, killed Table some, someone. No, I killed some Kinnerai and got like eighty kill points. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it! What army were you running? I was playing the Nightfall pack with Manfred and two units of six Vargeists and a bunch of skeletons and stuff. It was, it was a really cool list. It is. It's a cool list. It was, really, it was a really fun list to push around. That was the game where I um, I let... Uh, uh, what's oh, I forget what her name was. Let her fly Little Marathi. And then Michael's like, no, she can't fly. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> just helping out a new player too. Good at, I was ju I'm just good at this game. What can I say? Like, You know you know all the War Scrolls so well. So I think well. Our game is in the... has wings. Like, come think, on now. Yeah. That's false advertising. I think another highlight... in good hands. Yeah, see, I think another highlight was when at Sydney Slaughter um, was like when... <laughs> when Chris put up quizzes of, like, War Scrolls, I just couldn't get it right. And it's, like, armies that I've owned. I'm like, how is this possible? Yeah, so, Liam, like, so there was a question about um, a Sylvaneth spell. And it was like, what's the, what's the I think, the what's casting the value in the range? And I think, Liam, you messed up at least the, the spell number. And you argued. You're like, no, no, it's this, it's this, it's this. And it wasn't. <laughs> I I raged pretty hard. You haven't played Sylvaneth for a long time. Tero had said that he picked up Iron Jaws for the first time and he's loving it. Tim Barclay had said that he come up with uh, coolest army at CanCon. James Lynch obviously has had so many great experiences. He's uh, picked up so many painting awards. Um, one of my personal favorites was from Paul Grixty, uh, one of my clubmen, but more importantly played Swift Hawk Agents and went three and zero at CanCon and played on the stream. The Swift Talk agents three and O from day yeah, one of CanCon. Yep. 
that are shit they still is in the GHB? Yeah. That was it was worth seeing James he turned up to the heats to get his painting judged because he couldn't make the actual event, so he put everything down. And before they handed out any awards, they said, Oh well, we may as well get the one person up because he's got a few. Called him up and gave him every painting award. <laughs> he is talented. There are yeah. Oh, it looks unreal. <laughs> Yeah. There are some really cool painters in our scene. Uh, Deke Johnston had won some painting awards recently. He's a very proud. Luke yeah, Stone has called out the um, the pre-CanCon dinner that, that Doom had kind of organised, and there's this massive group photo of all of us. Um, Luke Stone is actually my biggest shame of the year. Um, I think I... I played him a, can, a game one at CanCon uh, against his Scourge Privateers, and I lost. I got shot off the board oh, with my, I my squigs. Yeah. And I feel like if I would have grounded him, I would have pounded and grounded him in game one, this Scourge Privateer meta would not be a thing. But I yeah. feel like him <laughs> him shooting my squigs off the board um, encouraged this, this loop that we have today where in every chat we hear about Scourge Privateers. So... On behalf of the internet, I apologize. And he won because you just mentioned them again. Yeah, um, there you go. No, no, no. But this is the this is the this is the reward that he. You know, I yeah. I, I, I could have like sliding doors moment. Stop this. Yeah. Uh, but his what his wife Mia uh, took an amazing photo of us as a group, and it's still a photo we see to this day. Uh, it was very Such cool a good to photo. have us. Yeah. yeah. So many different characters. It was good. That was a good night. James Mabry, I want to call him out. This man is uh, in the Navy. He's been on at sea for the last, like, 9 to 12 months and finally got back into the hobby. I know he was itching to play and has had, had some really cool games. He went to ANZ Cup. Um, Steve Drury. Like, there's just so many cool stories. And I look through, you know, Rob Reimer's going to Masters with a double star, star Drake list. You know, Alex Murray coming back into the scene, running around Darkling Coven. Um, so many stories about Archeon or uh, Nagash, either Nagash ripping face or, more importantly, being destroyed by his own spell, which is fun. Yeah. Um, I think one of my highlights certainly is not having my uh, one of my units cursed of years off. I was um, thinking of that about that before. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I had a year of just like curse of years was just killing swordsman. everything of my army. Yep, swordsman, <laughs> my poor free guild swordsman, double event, game one, turn one. Uh, Clint takes them off at Masters. Game one, turn one, or turn two. Uh, Michael Thompson from the Savage Northman takes off my free guild swordsman at uh, CanCon. Um, it just kept happening. It kept happening. I'm glad I got to break the streak. Uh, no more. Curse of Years for me. You stopped bringing free guild this stuff, so nobody could Curse of Years off, yes, off the swordsman. Yeah. So you reckon maybe I'm going to bring the swordsman back just to uh, test the waters? Arkin's going to come back then, uh, back uh. in the fashion. Can I just quickly shout out? I missed it in my when I was talking about my highlights, and I think I even missed it out when I talked about it on my podcast. But when I was over in uh, New Zealand, I met Kiwi me. Basically, I met the dude who basically kicked off their scene, Tim Lind. Uh, who is Tron Hammer, um, and he looks after the New Zealand rankings. He was the one that started running uh, tournaments over there and just really kickstarted their scene. So it was really cool to kind of meet my opposite number across the Tasman. Like, that was really cool. Um, Unfortunately, his flight got cancelled the night after, like, the night of uh, the Sun of Notorious. So he came back and stayed with the Shawns, which was bad for him, but also awesome because we then got to chat to hang out longer, yep. you know like we got to hang out with him um so it, that was a good thing that came out of a, a fairly crap thing 
Uh, but yeah, no, meeting meeting my opposite number was was really awesome. Shout yeah. out to was, Tron Hammer, who also yeah. actually responded to my Twitter post when I asked who's what was their favorite moment, and he said getting to use Arcan's command ability on on multiple endless spells through the Umbral spell portal per turn. <laughs> that was that was one of his highlights. For, for uh, that week. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Early days there. Some very cool events happen, like Raw. There's so many cool events. I want to give a shout-out to one of my personal favorites in the scene, Chuck Moore, Strength Hammer. Uh, I got to play him the day before Adepticon started, uh, and it was Gloom Spike Gits versus 180 Witch Elves in a 2K battle. That's um, out of control. Out of that's control. A, that- that's a positive play experience. <laughs> I, I beat him, and uh, I think he was shocked that a bunch of gits could beat um, But it was such a cool game, like win, lose, draw. Chuck Moore is amazing, um, and uh, it was a really cool game. And he didn't take um, Hagnar because he's not dirty like you, Liam. I think he played, like, I think he played Kraith. Um, yeah, I remember he played something so. weird. Well, if he's running a list like that, Kraith is actually good. Yeah. Because on his six, you get to pile on twice. Oh, and and and, and um, uh, big shout as well. Um, so Michael Thompson's raised um, uh, Beth, Beth Bigwood, um, yeah. our our youngest ever player at CanCon. She was twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Um, her younger and her dad. That, I think she's Andrew. only she's only younger. She's no, so sassy. I think she's twelve. I think she's twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Uh, but Beth Bigwood played um, uh, competitively through CanCon, did an amazing job, beautiful-looking Seraphon. Um, you know, kudos to her. Um, Super sassy. The, not, the queen of sass, isn't she? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Look she, out, everyone. Do you want to hear this? So at Slaughter, she came up to me and says, Liam, your army is terribly painted. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then she got paired up with Jet, and Jet was playing um, with Ben Spinetti's um, Caradron. And she got paired up with Jet, and she looks at it and comes up to me and goes, too bad that's a shit-painted army. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then Ben Spinetti was like, that's my first army. And she goes, not good enough, and just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> she is she is awesome, and she's awesome to have around. She's great. So, yeah. And there's some really Kudos cool stories her. in the chat as well. Like, I keep them coming, whether it's on Twitter, on Facebook. I think, you know, it's a really good opportunity just to reflect on the last 12 months and the friends that we've made, uh, the events we've attended, the games, the stories. Um, the enemies. You know, the en- Well, the enemies that you keep reminding us that you're the villain. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you just shut up about that for a little while, Liam, maybe. I don't call myself maybe. that anymore. Democracy I'm pretty sure you that. said it on, on uh, the Honest Wargamer literally, like, Yes. Less than a month ago. Yeah, a week like, and a bit ago. I'm the yeah. villain. I, quite, I don't quite. know why I'm the villain. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But also, that was a really good impersonation. I like that. It's pretty much you spot on. Just, you just need the fringe. Yeah, like the emo fringe. All right, back on track. Um, oh, I thought we can keep going. Um, are, are you guys uh, looking to retire some of the armies that you played over the last 12 months? Uh, and starting a new army, or do you think um, some changes have happened and your army's become more competitive, or maybe the um, there's new ways of playing your army because you know points have gone up and down, or you know things have have happened. I'll I'll jump in and go first. Uh, I was all set to like I've packed all my death away in crates and they're up on my shelves, which you can't see because it's behind the camera. Um, and I've started buying up beasts because I managed got myself a beast book. Um, and I'm like, cool, this is good. And then GHB dropped. I'm like, oh, Graveguard went down. <laughs> Manfred went down. My the, the army I took away uh, went down 100 points. I'm like, oh, 
You okay. can't you can't use that Maybe. for command points. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, considering in my last in that army, I had I was playing 150 points down for command points. Uh, I'm going to have to rewrite that list, obviously. But like, I'm like, oh, bit bit tempted, bit tempted um, to to pull death back up. But yeah, beasts. I'm currently painting up some Seraphon very quickly, and um, and I'm painting free guild for Michael, which I Yay. may borrow. <laughs> and, and quick, I just want to put a quick comment from the chat where Jeff Jets actually told us what Beth said to Jet, and the quote unquote is. I know I'm going to lose, so I'm going to emu- emotionally abuse you for the whole game. This is from a 12 year old. Just a 12 year old to a to a uh, you know Jet has been playing tournaments for years. So Jet, Jet's also 12. Jet's Jet's also Jet's a child. Also 12 and emotionally abusing Jet, I think, was what brought Clan Filth together uh, back <laughs> in the day. It's what that used to be all I'd see is all yeah. of them picking on Jet. So it Can sounds like we need we've, to give a membership to that, Beth. By the way. Uh, just I'll hand out the registration papers next event. Um, yeah, so, yeah. and so, so Clint, you're starting Beast of Chaos. You've been obviously playing Slaves of Darkness. You're now thinking about going back to yeah to legions. Yeah, definitely because one, it's all painted, and two, all the stuff that I used went down in points. So it's like, hmm, maybe I could tasty. Just, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I could fit more awesome stuff in. You know, Blood Knights got cheaper. Vargas got cheaper. So even the list I took to South Australian Did Morgoths go down as well? Yes. So literally all of the cool stuff that I would put in a list um, that wasn't necessarily top tier but that I really enjoyed playing with, it all went down. So I had to put more of it in the list. Also, um, Vargas became Soulblight Battleline again. Thank God. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. Common sense prevails. Uh, It's it's so tempting. Mick, what about yourself? You are obviously going to carry through. You are old OG with a lot of your armies. I'll give you credit. You were flesh eater courts back in the day. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you're not like, you're Don't not just. Don't give him pink. any credit. Nah, <laughs> I like Mick. I feel sorry for him because my free guild killed Archeon. Like, I feel like <laughs> there's like, this sympathy. Just, just po- pointed me down a path that did. Just pointed me down a path. Um, but in, all, in, all, in, in all seriousness, like, um, are you thinking about continuing some of the armies that you've started or are you going to uh, mix it up a little bit? Well, uh, I've been painting a bit of Gloom Spite, but since the new GHB came out and I read the new Iron Jaw stuff, they're coming out of the cabinet for a weekend on sun- uh, for a tournament on Sunday. So they're good now. Yeah, I've seen a few good. people on Twitter going, I- I- Iron Jaws is back. I know Vince Venturella um, has talked about, like, he's very happy with the um, with the adjustments in GHB. Yeah, very. they're very strong now, I think. There's- is it true there's a thing where if you run a brute fist, so they can charge into hero phase, and then you can make them pile in with a command point? Yeah, you can. And you know, so they've got a teleport now, but then they haven't got a timing to their moves. Okay, cool. So you could teleport and then use a command point to move. Bear it back, guys. I'm just going to start buying an Iron Jaws army. Uh, keep yeah. going. Um. <laughs> well, and they get plus one to charge, so if you can move three away with a more Crusher or something, you can't fail. Cool. Yeah, and uh, more crushes went down. Gordrak yeah, went down. Everything went. A lot of hard yeah. boys went down a heap. Yeah, but no one takes those. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to take them now. <laughs> okay. But so, so, so you're thinking Iron Jaws are coming back? Yep, um, for sure. Do you think you'll run Iron Jaws for the whole year, or do you think? Oh, no, uh, I'll, I'll be changing like I change clothes, no doubt, just like normal. Like <laughs> I, I'd sworn off the feck. I was like, no, nah, I'm sick of playing them. Then last night I put together all the feck endless spells, so. That could change soon. Then 
the new Iron Jaws book, so I'm excited about that. And I still haven't played my Gloom Spot, even though I've been painting them. So I'm going to have to go back there. I just don't know. It just depends what happens. I can see uh, Duke, uh, James Mabry has said he's he's going to be running six more Gus Archive now. So I think awesome. some Death players are very excited uh, about the changes. Sick. They'll look unreal too. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll always look exceptional. Painting is, you know, very high quality. Check him out on Twitter if you or Instagram. Yeah, um, definitely. Liam, what are you doing? Are you going to continue <laughs> your cheese merchant ways? Are you uh, – you've talked about a, a female vampire army for a while now. Are you finally – Two gonna... years. I've been talking about that. Yeah, two years. Um, What's your plans? Doors of Cain are coming back. That's for sure. Um I really want to go back to my daughters. I have cool conversion ideas. I'm currently in the middle of finishing off my Leviathan cauldron, and I have a Carnosaur cauldron coming as well. You should call your Leviathan cauldron a turtle tower. I was calling <laughs> it Bluff Toys. I'm calling it by Pokemon. Uh, you just read Pokemon thing. Pokemon, yeah. yeah it's okay, Pokemon. Liam. You can have my good suggestion over your crap suggestion. It's fine. <laughs> Um, anyways, so going back to daughters for sure. Um, especially since I'm going to be taking them to masters. Um, and then what else? And then I will go and start that hobby vampire army very soon, but I am sick of painting that zombie dragon kit at the moment. <laughs> I am sick of it. So I'm going to hold it back, but, um, Dick, the overlord of death in the Facebook group, death group. Um, he's giving me some cool ideas for vampire conversions and stuff. So. Got the list down of what I need to get, what I need to do. Be sorted. Um, I'm super excited to do it. It's probably going to be something that's going to happen uh, early next year because I've got a few things I want to do with daughters. Um, like I want to prove that Harpy Bomb is a thing where you can kill Nagash in one round of Kyle Pat with a 280-point unit. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Is uh, that an el- Sorry, Mick Sorry. I was going to say, is that an Elf Bro thing? Because I know I was talking to Hayden today and he's getting his daughters back out for the weekend. Oh, yeah, it's def- we're definitely bringing back daughters because with the current meta changing, like, I saw shooting came back last week. I'm like, cool, Calibron it is. Um, <laughs> um, and the also, exact same thing. Yeah, I was like, Calibron it is. And then uh, looking at Drake Ganef and stuff, and you can literally, I've been talking about this for, like, six months, where a 280-point unit of Harpies can take out two or three death units in one round of combat if the if you on average, which is good. So um, I can see a lot of Grimgush Reaper players cry, which would be good. So, yeah. They're yeah. already crying because they all went up. They're, they're already on eBay. They're already on eBay. Don't worry about them. Yeah. Shock yeah, almost... And I think, but, I think yeah. you're going to see a lot of Nagashes dropped as well. I think um, Nagash yeah, so... players are going to find it's just too expensive. Well, yeah. when you explain to your opponent that a 280-point unit can hit on twos, wound on fours, re-rolling everything, minus one ren, three damage a pop, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna yeah. be good. It's almost like I'm a narrative player. You are. Your 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 narrative is cheese. But um, <laughs> I am. But I am looking at giving up the Sinesh at the moment because after what I saw, what they did last GHB and stuff, I am not happy. So yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm. I. Uh, for anyone who's seen my Twitter, I have accidentally stumbled into a 1,000 point Sylvaneth list. I accidentally stumbled <laughs> can, into it can a. Happen to the best of us. Hey, you like turn yeah. around and then bam, trees. <laughs> it's, it's, those, like, it's those pesky wildwoods, man, because they yeah, move around. Like, look, look, I, I, I like to think that I'm doing uh, the world a favor by planting more trees. Um, 
yeah. offsetting your carbon footprint. <laughs> exactly right. Like, uh, so that's the plan. I've built uh, a very heavy Kernoff list uh, based around Orion, who is obviously the he's the the Lord of the Hunt, the God of the Hunt. Um, creating some different ideas, but I'm also really curious about putting the free guild back on the table and uh maybe even trying some of the endless spells like the bridge or the uber driver uh and seeing (laughs) how the uber driver takes my free guild mid-range shooters around the table and what i could possibly do um because because movement sucks for free guild it's like one of the biggest hindrances in the army you guys got grip knights or whatever those guys on chickens they're hot garbage they are they definitely are they are hot garbage but they're cheaper now they They're good. cheaper. Yeah, but the steam tank's cheaper, and I'm still not taking it. That makes that's, me sad. That's your loss, mate. That's your yeah. loss. Yep. Hey, uh, don't come complaining to me, okay? Don't, not nah, like... But what, your... I am, what I am interested in doing as well, I've been building, uh, and I think I've sent this to Liam, I may have even sent it to Clint, was um, I'm really curious about the free cities uh, from Firestorm, and I started building a list based around an endless spell um, free guilds, like... Uh, Hello, Hello Heart, I think it's called, the Magic yeah. City. Yep. Um, and I'm curious to play around with the new Hurricanum Luminarch rules where you can take it uh, without a wizard. Um, and, for a good point decrease, eh? Yeah, for a slight points decrease. And I think because I, I built a list and it had the Hurricanum for its plus one, plus one and the mortal wound output, but I was too many points to keep the Luminarch as well. Mm-hmm. But if I have the Luminarch without the Wizard, I can get that plus one to dispel, but I don't have to take the... Um, I still get the Laser Beam, but I just don't get the spell off it. Yep. Um, I think there's some real legs in a very heavy Magic Army. It'll be fun. Yeah, I yeah had, for sure. I had Narrative. so much fun with Gloom Spite with five Endless Spells. I just want to... I've got the Comet. I'm going to have Swords. I'm going to have all these cool Endless Spells and just cause nightmares. That's... Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah that's going to be powerful. awesome. It's going to look so. good, too. Yeah, and I've got like twenty five Boingrot bounders as well, so I probably should complete my. Um, <laughs> also, you got. Like, yes, I've got um Grotrak. Yeah, and Grotrak. So I, I should any and I, I should use him, but I'm curious to see if GHB uh, plays with the points of Boingrots. Let's see. That's all. Yeah, yep. No, yeah. I don't think they will. Yeah. I think they're it'll, fine. Uh, it'll be interesting that, to see if other stuff goes down as opposed to them going up because they seem yeah. to be in everything. So it's just a case of how they balance that. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine them increasing the points so close to Loon Curse coming out. Uh, I'd like to think that if a points hat might happen next year, but doesn't matter because uh, it's sold uh, out. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a light touch. If yeah. anything, it'll be a light touch. I think ten points probably for, per five. Hat Queens um, only went up by thirty, so don't expect. <laughs> yeah, it'd be sweet. So, predicting the future, thinking about the next twelve months. Do we think uh, there's going to be fundamental changes in the game, uh, both either from from like the introduction of mercenaries, from uh, the new scenarios? Do you think we'll see uh, new armies come back? Like we've started to see shooting come back and KO coming back. And, you know, Zench, I think, has got some good builds at the moment. Uh, do you start, think we'll start seeing uh, certain armies kind of coming back or maybe dropping off? Like what are some of the predictions you guys have? I th- I think um, every GHB um, always adjusts the meta somewhat. And I think it's really hard because our meta has changed so much so quickly in the last 12 months because we have had a book every two months. Some months we had two books at the same time. And that shook the meta up so dramatically. Um, But I actually think that 
this time round, those new scenarios, um, they're they're really going to make people think. Um, and we're going to have this this period of a couple of months where people are figuring them out, and we're going to see some really really bizarre army builds. Yeah, um, agreed. As people go, okay, well, you know, duality, um, you know, duality splits the list, uh, splits your army up into two, but you still need to do the, the thing. So you're going to see like compartmentalized armies almost, like two 1,000 point armies almost yeah. that are the same faction, that, but oh. they can go play individually to take advantage of the fact that they, well, to offset the fact that they don't get to deploy all together. Um, and, um, it'd be interesting to see how a lot of them playing along the board will affect people's army builds as well. But the people just want to move less models while reaching all the way across the table. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I, I always love this little bit after the general's handbook because you just see some amazingly crazy armies. Do you yeah, think, everyone's um... excited. Do you yeah. think mercenaries is going to be a thing? Like, can you see tournaments one accepting mercenaries two? Do you think people are going to sacrifice that one command point to take a mercenary? I, I, when you, when they started talking about mercenaries and started talking about that one command point, people were like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a bit of a bit of a tax, but now you can only buy one. Yeah, like that is that is pretty big. It's a fairly big tax, and I understand that. Some of the mercenary companies have been priced so you can't take them in match play. They just yeah. like they cost out at like four ten or four twenty. Man eaters, like man eaters is like it's two hundred points to get three. It's like it's pretty like it's it's weird how some of the mercenaries you actually probably can't fit it. Yeah, some of, some yeah. of the mercenary companies you must take certain models, while some of the mercenary companies just give you a framework. So like. Um, flesh eater courts, for example, you can't take terror guys. You can't take um, uh, zombie dra like zombie dragon. But other than that, like you can take mm. stuff. Like yep. I was playing, um, I was playing with like a death death list, and I can take a necromancer and thirty skeletons. I'm one. I'm I'm ten points above taking the mass regiments of a block of forty. Yep. Um, That's why so the necro went up. yeah, because the necro went up. So it's like ten points away for it's like four ten. Um, but yeah, some of them, you, you can't just take that optimized list. Some of them, yeah. um, yeah, they're yeah. just too expensive for 2k, but yeah, I think, I think that's very much, um, on purpose. Uh, look, I'll be interested to see what other events do with mer mercenaries, um, in the next couple of months Yeah, and I'll be interesting to see how they play and wh what the community take up is as well. Um, because there's no point. Uh, people go, oh, well, let's ban them from tournaments if people no one's really them. going to take exactly. them anyway. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I, I personally wouldn't take them just because command points are so powerful in the game because they give you inspiring presence, a reroll charge, your command abilities and stuff, and, and new command new abilities ones as well. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. you, it's it's pretty much kind of like why would I give up one command point like? And you can only buy one. So, like, Flesh Eater Cost got hit hard with just being able to only buy one command point, for example. They will not be looking at mercenaries, even though they don't need to. But, um, like. But at the same time, like, I could, in a, in a force, I could take one ally, which is the Arch Regent or the Arch Revenant, yeah. the Arch Regent. Yeah. Yep. And I can now summon. 
Or yeah, even but, top. But, you know, but that summon costs a command point to use. Yeah, but I can bring on a, I can bring on a, a unit of flayers. Yeah, um, yeah, but but it's like it's one of those things where like you don't get a command point, so you probably bought one. But are you really going to use that just that one like little command point that you have there to just summon and just waste it, or would you much rather start with another one and have a backup for a reroll charge or make a run roll? Mick, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say it depends what you're playing there in response to that, whether you've got command point command abilities that you need to use it on. But what I was going to say, like the Marauders, though, I believe the Marauder allies give you a D6 move before the game starts, and we've seen that be very powerful with the free guild archers and such. So even being able to ally something like that in, even if, if it's costing you a command point, if it's stopping an alpha strike, that might be a worthwhile sort of thing to look at. And, and James, mate, James, James may bodies. Yeah. And James Mabry's pointed out as well, one of the ter- new terrain pieces allows you, or one of the new terrain rules allows you to generate a command point. So hmm. um, command points definitely are more of a restricted um, and the, resource. Sorry, go the, on. The forbidden power terrain piece can allow you to generate one as well. Yeah, it's a hundred points though. It is very expensive, yes. But yeah. you're effectively buying command points at that point in a way that you can't now in a list. When yeah. when that came out and you could just drop fifty points. hundred points. Yeah, yeah, you could dr- just drop the points and guarantee yourself command points and a triumph and whatever. It didn't make as much sense, but obviously, you know, with the benefit of them having their plan in place for six months and twelve months or whatever, they knew what was gonna happen. Or yeah. we can uh, we can all play Gloom Spot and not worry about command points ever. And just roll for us. <laughs> and have nothing to use them on. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I, I, I command points like this. Like I think Sydney Slaughter, I was averaging ten command points at the end of my every every game. I'm like, command point, yeah, do you want a command point? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um I think like another thing as well is like there was this one ally that Chris Welfare mentioned for Stormcast, the Starseer on a two up you get a command point. Yeah. So you can get one from the turn, and on a two-up, you get another one. But, but then but if, you roll, one, but, but if you roll one, your opponent gets it? Yeah. Because uh, I've, I've been looking at Seraphon lately. I've been looking at him, and I'm like, oh, do you really want to risk that one? Yeah. Every time. Every time. Uh, but, like, that's the thing. So I think a lot of people now are going to probably add it, as we're talking about, like, changing lists up with the in-between GHB. I think you'll start seeing weird things like that where people are putting Star Seas and Stormcast lists in anvils because they're – there's some armies that are command point hungry, like for sure, super hungry. Yeah. Most uh, armies are command point hungry. <laughs> yeah, and especially I think any of the new books. Sorry, Anthony. No, 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 please. Oh, but <laughs> that was awesome. I think you're going to see more battalions. I think people are going to have to be forced to take more battalions. It's agreed. Um, you either you're not going to get as many of those of, of those six inch charges, so the six inch um, runs, or you know, reroll fail charges and the command points. Um, from a command ability, like, or you're going to start seeing more things like artifacts that allow you to generate or um, or regain your command points when you spend it. Yeah, like, I have a funny feeling that Aethercourt's broach, we haven't got an FAQ or anything yet, but I do expect that being fixed soon as well. Um, because that's a bit, like, at the moment, I know that my current flesh of court list is now nerfed to the ground, because I bought under, I went 100 points under and I had a battalion, so I have, like, Four, three, four command points, and we're sad for you, by the way. Yeah, yeah it was no, so sad for me. I, I don't think I don't think they're going to change Ethercourt's boats. I think I don't either. you have to yeah. have the command point to use it. Like, yeah, or you have to have the command point. The issue and is you a, use it, and then on a five plus, you might get it back. The and issue you're using is your artifacts slot up as well. Sorry. The issue yeah. is for me with Ethercourt's brooches. You could have that a guy who has Ethercourt's brooch at the backboard, chilling out, having beers. 
while your whole army is at the front spending command points and doesn't get to do it, I reckon it should be the, when the bearer uses a command point, then on a five up you get it back. But if and he's do, if he's back to it again, yeah. <laughs> but if he's holding back there, you're not getting any use out of him either. So you've bought exactly. a character and item. And Mate, my for the, my yeah, arch regent sleeps on the front. Like, yeah. Let's see, let's yeah. see. I I can't, I can't see them rewriting rules. GW rarely rewrites their rules, um, which is uh, why we still we have. Sorry, Clint. The malign sorcery uh, FA the uh, malign sorcery errata says different. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of rewriting, <laughs> but. But I honestly, I honestly do not think they're going to change the approach. If I they don't, yeah. then I reckon my list. I'm never going to. I've retired flesh eater courts, but um, I, again, I've heard that before. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> trust me. I got sick of. Yeah, they reroll more than daughters can. Daughters can you're, do. You're as bad as John Farnham with his last time tours, mate. Like <laughs> I'm never going to use feck again. It's the last time. Sells it comes back. Yeah. So, so let let's go back to my original question, which was about armies that we are uh, we think we're going to see more of, and maybe maybe an easier one is what are the armies do we think uh, are going to uh, drop off from popularity? Who wants to go? Um, go, go Michael. Uh, I think it's going to be very dependent on what the new rule, that what the new points changes are for Feck, Corn, uh, Slanesh, Spot, any of those. The the ones that are coming out in the PDF, because that that nearly is the meta at the moment. All the armies that haven't been updated in uh, uh, GHB. What about things like Legions of the Gash, uh, Blades of Corn, uh, Nurgle, uh, Stormcast? Do you think we're going to see them uh, drop off, or any of them drop off? Like you, like you said yourself, Nagash probably. I'd I'd say his his days are over. <laughs> <laughs> and the Reapers going up in points is is. is is obviously going to affect that a bit, but whether it's going to, you're going to see people just drop ten reapers, have units of twenties instead of thirties now. I still think they have a place, but yeah, Nagash will definitely drop off. But I don't know. I didn't see any of the other nurse to the other armies being um, something that you can't deal with. I guess what I'm thinking as well is obviously you know uh, legions and the Gash armies can't take those three additional command points, so all yep. of a sudden that that structure changes and. Um, like Liam, I know from a Sylvaneth point of view, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about Alariel no longer being featured as often in lists and things like Drycher and Durthu are now more viable options. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, like um, with her command ability being super command point hungry, um, that's definitely a huge change in my opinion. Um, like, yeah, that's one army, for example, that that it was that army was command point hungry Sylvaneth. Like we didn't have command abilities, but we were using it for reroll charging, reroll this, reroll that, um, a lot. But yeah, I yeah. don't think we'll see models like that. Like yeah. we don't, we won't see Alarial. We'll see Archeon heaps, that's for sure, because he uses everyone's command abilities for one command point. It'll definitely be interesting to see though, because uh, Archeon's command ability uses command ability for one command point. Does that still work for the abilities in the combat phase as well? Yep, passes over. Okay, right out. So sure. the way the way it's played, from my understanding, is you spend that command point to say when a hero uses a command ability now in that turn, they get mm -hmm. to use it. So if a bloodthirster, for example, says in the combat phase you get to use it, then he gets to use it for free. Yeah, righto. Because it doesn't does say sense. on a on a on Archaon's war scroll that it's in the hero phase, though, doesn't it? Well, Any in the hero phase, he, in his hero phase, and I think it passes over because then there's like all these. Then I think. Archeon would then need an errata because he is something that, like, his 
because he was written when command abilities was in the hero phase. Yeah, and Does I'm pretty sense? sure it says that though, which is the thing that made me wonder. Well, he hasn't been looked. He hasn't been looked at since like Ever Chosen book, <laughs> which oh, yeah, which yeah. obviously is rumored to have this combined Ever Chosen Slaves to Darkness slash Conan the Barbarian new yeah. theme Dark Oath. Yeah, um, but I, from my understanding, Archeon Singh passes over into command yeah, command phase. So that's why I think we might see him a lot more because he is saving you command points. Yep. Sure. Do, you, do you think Deepkin's going to change? Like, do you think where the days of the eels are over? Do you think uh, there were enough changes to incentivize turtles and oh. uh, reavers and some of the newer or the diff- like different styles? Or are we going to keep seeing eels? I reckon we'll see eels, but defensive eels. I reckon we'll see Deepkin being real defensive, in my opinion. So, so it's almost like sla- uh, Zench, where we saw the, the Skyfires uh, strip to the Enlightened. Yeah. Um, it's just like, we get cool, offensive, defensive. Also, yep. sharks are definitely a thing now. So Ben Spinetti was ahead of the meta. Yeah, great. He was ahead of the meta, and they're awesome models. So um, I reckon I reckon Deacon still got a chance, especially with all that. Um, but I reckon it'll be more defensive build, like heavy wounds, like eels and stuff, but the defensive ones where they ignore rend and plus one save on the charge. So yeah. Um, and also we might see Reavers now. But yeah. Um, other changes. I don't know about you guys, but shooting definitely is back, especially with Carriage and Overlords. So yeah. let me ask. Let me ask our guest, Michael Clint. So we've talked a little bit about some of the armies we think we may see uh, drop off a little bit. Yep. Do you think we'll see certain armies uh, regain their spot on the the tournament scene? Are we going to see Bone Splitters, Iron Jaws? We're going to see Zench. We're going to see Ko. Are we going to see like Seraphon? Like, what do you guys think uh, we might see? Over to you, Clint. Well, I'm just going to jump us back three seconds. Archeon's eroded command ability says you have it must be a command ability that you use in the hero phase for it. It is. Oh, yeah, perfect. Thanks for they checking. Ar- awesome. They did errata. Cool. Um, perfect. Cool. So they'd obviously seen you coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does Liam do? Yeah. Uh, so stuff that's going to be on the rise. I think. They, I think we're going to see Iron Jaws come back. Agreed. Not that they, not that they went away, um, because we'll, we'll look at them. how many there were at CanCon. But what you'll do is you'll see them shift up tables. Yeah, like <laughs> where the average Iron Jaws table might have been, you know, in that sort of between sixty and seventy-five percent. Maybe it's now on the other side of fifty. You know, they yeah, just they didn't they didn't become world beaters. They became decent though. Yeah. Um, I keep going, Clint. No, you go. So, I was going to say I did enjoy two years ago how there we saw Iron Jaws heaps, and it wasn't just one list build. If that makes sense. So I hope when we see Iron Jaws come back, we'll see that again, where it's not just the same Iron Jaws army. If that makes yeah, sense. Like, like we've seen Doom and Darkness running around with double cabbage. We've seen people running with like lots of pickies. We've seen lots of people with brutes. Yeah, um, yeah. Like there's, they've got cool. four war scrolls, but there's a lot of variety in that. Well, they've got uh, core think, battalions. Yeah. I think you'll see uh, Seraphon uh, come back and start playing uh, movement shenanigans a little bit more. You don't have to roll for that thing anymore. Uh, you don't have to roll for their sort of um, Lords of Time and Space. Yeah. Uh, because um, previously, there's a good chance that you wouldn't be doing anything. Um, <laughs> so, which is disappointing. And I've watched it happen and the sadness. So much sadness. Um, 
you don't get to move afterwards now, but I still think it's really good um, at positioning things. They uh, gave they gave them their own spell uh, set of spells, which is really good because uh, you know Slan are supposed to be the best, some of the best wizards in the in the mortal realms. And what would happen is people would cast one spell and then they would just throw the rest of them into summoning points, which was a bell and vortex. <laughs> But, but yeah, a lot of the cogs. Yeah. But now um, giving them some spell options, and some of them are not bad. Like some of them are really good and some of them are terrible. But as all spell laws. As with all spell laws. But I think it's like give a unit fly on a five plus. That's kind of handy when you've got big stuff that can't fly. You know, you can start moving those monsters around. Flying snakes facilitons are a thing now. Yes, yeah, that's it. Chris. Welfare's, <laughs> ears, welfare's ears just started burning. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that's you'll start to see Seraphon come back as people try them with the new spells and the new combinations yeah. and things like that. Um, you, what, what, what about shooting lists like your? Um, so I can see in the chat, you know, things like um, Bone Splitters. Um, you know, we, we got some big monster hunters coming through that ranks. We've got KO, which has some really amazing long-range shooting. Um, yeah, KO is a bit of a funny one because I think what came down for KO was their boats. Thunderers. Yeah. I think Thunderers went, yeah. went, went, went down a little bit. Okay, yeah. okay. Chemist, so chemist went down. Chemist, yeah. Yeah, which it needed to. Chemist, yeah. chemist Thunderers, boats, and I think a couple of the battalions went down. Okay. Like they, their battalions they, were a bit weird anyway. Um, the escort wing is really good. Plus one to hit when you select one unit for that phase, get plus one to hit on all the ships or the units in it or something. Okay. So monster hunting. Yeah, I, th I think you'll see KO a bit more now because people love them. People love KO. Oh, cool models. Um, and they just weren't being used because they weren't as good. I, d I don't think you'll see them at... I don't think they'll top 10 anything, um, but I think you'll see them a little bit more. Um you obviously disagree, Liam. That, uh, so... uh, sorry, when I saw... I'm not going to lie. So on the weekend, I saw Tristan's list. 120 Arconaut Company with always Skyhooks. I shat bricks. I was like, if I get paid up with you, that's game. Like, mm. that is game. But um, seeing that, like, it all depends on the build. Um, like, I reckon they could, depending on that meta and that event. I can yeah, see a lot in the in the chat. Ko are very popular. People, are, yeah. you know, Wes and uh, Sean and Jet, they're all yelling about balloon boys and boats and yeah, even like, Brock. Brock, people are yelling at Brock's name, and I don't think I've ever seen Brock ever on the table. No, I've seen know. I've I've seen on the table, and he tabled he that army tabled me in one turn. I'd, it's I'd a like, it's a it's a thing. Yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see Ko in the hands of of. Um, people like uh, Ben Spinetti, who used to play them all the time. People like Gary Percival, like he was, he's been bouncing around a couple of different armies recently, but, you know, he was the, the KO master in the UK for so long. Um, I, I, I'd very much like to hear what his take on the on the new stuff, on the new points and stuff is. But yeah, um, I think they're back. I think Bone Splitters, uh, they, they did. I, don't I personally don't think so. I don't think they got enough. Um, to come back, but then you've got Dave Kerr excluded. We yeah. haven't seen bone splitters light the world on fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. so 
Yeah, well, I, think, I, think, I think KO will probably be the shooting army of choice. Yeah, I reckon exciting because they're great models. I just with bone splitters. I reckon you'll see stabbers coming back with monster hunting. Did they have a go though? Like that? No, was, that was, no but like, that but as in like, but, but as in like, I think we'll see those more with this monster. Like currently at the moment, Age of Sigma is turning Age of Monsters. If you guys don't agree with me, because we have like Keeper Secrets everywhere, Terror Guys, Bloodthirsters. It's the Age of Monsters. Give it two weeks. We will see how many monsters yeah. are running around. But um, Look, yeah, like, I think, But I reckon, um, yeah, I think mixed destruction has legs now with like still. I um, think we saw Pete, a- Pete Akinson go eight for mixed destruction. Yeah, so there's legs, but uh, I think what we're That's, hearing is he's a he's a destruction lover, so he's like passionate, knows he's, what he's doing. Um, and that was a shooting. That was a shooting destruction list as well. With Nick, we gonna say something. Yeah, can I throw a question at you there, Anthony? What do you think about all the endless spells points changed? Do you think we're going to see a lot of different endless spells played now with the big changes that we had there? I think uh, I think some endless spells will continue to be kept. I think things like Geminids are still incredible value. Yep. Um, I think... I, I, Liam, you disagree. For 20 yeah. points, additional 20 points, and considering a lot of armies had gotten a, a points decrease... Uh- I myself at the moment, I am not looking at many of the endless spells except for Purple Sun because that's a 50 point decrease. Um, but there's a lot of it's they're in weird pointed, like they're really weirdly pointed, um, especially now since command points aren't as like often now. I don't see myself going in. Oh, I have a cheeky like, like thing with me with endless spells, and this is how I write lists is like I don't build a list around endless spells. I know Bloom Spite go nuts over them, like I know that's a thing. But like with most of my armies, like Sylvaneth, except for Hayden's list, but Sylvaneth, Daughters and stuff, they weren't endless spell heavy. And you only slotted them in if you had the cheeky like 40 points left or cheeky whatever points left to slot it in. You wouldn't build a list around it except for Cogs, which went up even more. Yeah, but like, Cogs is still valuable. If it, yeah, Cogs sure. is still valuable. And considering that there are less command points for you to be able to guarantee charges and runs and things like that, it's a nice I, plus two to have. Well, at the moment, with the new terrain rule, it's minus two to run and charge. On some of the terrain, terrain. pieces. Yeah. So it is valuable, but, like, I'm not going to put... At the moment, most of my stuff is looking at bravery debuff, because I think bravery is huge now, still. Um, so, like, ravaging jaws is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... Uh, and, like, I'm looking at artifacts now that debuff bravery. Like, that's just me. So I'm not looking at those endless spells anymore. But um, I... I can see people still take Geminids. It's still good, but at 60 points, I can't see myself being like, oh, I can slot it in, or I can do it like that. But that's what it was for 40 points, was like, I just slot it in. So my, like my sentiments my sentiments are relatively close to the chat. So um, Jets put out a really good comment that um, the Maelstrom is incredible value for 10 points, yeah, that's what especially I was if you are a yeah. non-magic army. Like, that 10 points is so good. Um, Purple Sun, um, James Mabry's called that out. Put that in a Zench army, and they were able to make that. Um, you know, they could do some incredible things with that um, in a Zench force. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Cogs is still really good. Um, Bailwind can be really good. Um, what else? Quicksilver Swords, I think, is incredible value still, um, considering how heavy the meta is towards Chaos. Um, I did some serious damage to a Bloodthirster for 20 points with swords. And I think it's now what, 30 points or 40 it's points. 30. It's 30. Didn't go up much. Yeah. I'll put it to 50 points. I'll still take that. Um, it's got really good movement. You, you very hard to hit yourself back. 
Um, and I think Liam, to your point, you know, with less with, with less command abilities, it means the more damage you can do with these endless spells, the less likely inspiring presence is going to happen. So, yeah, um, that's that's why I'm looking at jaws for deep breath bravery, uh, purple sun just for some cheeky fun, um, and also because it's bit it's awesome. Like especially when you still see hordes, like for example, like your heavy grot list, purple sun can just tag both of them. That's like almost a hundred dice after roll six is a slain model. I want to see. I don't think we've seen the impact of forbidden power yet. Yeah, uh, especially the Uber driver and the bridge. Yeah, they're still even, pointed to sell, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, is even the Nagash head for the Neg Two bravery is pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's actually that actually, in my opinion, for a combat army is bad because it's Neg Two bravery to yourself as well. Yeah, true. You got to place so, it well. So for me, right, with my doors of cane list, for example, mine's all about making mind razor go off against death. So my bravery will be ten. Yours will be nine or lower. So if I have that neg two bravery thing bubble around me, it's defeating the purpose of why I'm doing my thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And it's twice the cost of the jaws, and jaws does minus one bravery, also d three mortal wounds. Yeah, for sure. That's why I'm thinking jaws is like a steal. Yeah, yeah. I, I played with jaws in the last book, and it was okay. Um, it moves fast, and same as burning head. It's got some value. Um, is there any other armies do you think we might see? Like I've mentioned Zench, and I know Mark Wildman and a few people have gotten excited about Zench again in the new in the new book. We've seen some nice changes. Uh, do you think we'll see things like the Change Host return? Do you think um, some people have thrown up Fire Slayers? Do you think the the Naked Babies are going to actually hit the table? I don't think we've seen them really become popular. It yep. still costs a mortgage to have Fire Slayers. What do I guess think? Go for it, Clint. Change host is definitely back because um, all the horrors have come to Because people, people were talking about it pre-points changes and their points changes were in the favour of change host. So yeah. that was always going to happen. Um, Fire Slayers, I don't know. Fire Slayers have always been a weirdly niche army, except for that for the summer of 2018 where <laughs> they were amazing, amazingly pointed. Um and the everyone when there was like when there was like five Volkite berserkers for every person that went to CanCon or something yeah. like that. And we um, saw and we saw the um the 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 Tom Lyons build, which was more of a KO slash fire slayers than like I didn't see a lot of pure fire slayers come up. No, uh, there was yeah. yeah, there was a lot at CanCon and then they disappeared off into the woodwork again. Um but the new book it's hard to say whether we haven't seen them because of that 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 hobby delay where people are painting them up, or yep. whether they're just that that kind of army where there are people who play them, but they're not going to be caught on and, and taken up by lots of people. Um, I think I think Gitz is having a bit of a renaissance as well, like a bit of a recur a, um, a rebirth. Because I've noticed a couple of people who are quite good at Warhammer starting to look at Gits again and just going, okay, well, what can we do with this? Yeah. So I think uh, in this I think in this command point meta that we're about to go into, I think Gits become a very sexy option. Um, and if nothing more, a fungoid cave shaman start getting allied into destruction armies for that four plus additional command point at minimum. Yeah. Uh, he 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 and the Lord Ordinator have definitely made back their money as far as all of the more important stuff. Uh, uh, in terms of the uh, what are they? The harbingers. Was, 
Was yeah, there they, any more harbingers than those two? No, no. I kind of got bought. I, I would very much like to see how many Dark Oath War Queens they sold because yeah. I imagine it's not many, unfortunately. I, I reckon with their new book, we might see it depending if they change her War Scroll. Yeah, and fingers crossed. It's a pretty nice. cool model. I want to see it on the table. It is a cool model. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see Fire Slayers come back, so to speak. But I think, I think we'll see Gets come back, provided, provided that they just don't get absolutely potatoed in the in the this this sort of mid interval update that they're going to get soon. But I don't think they will. I've seen some rumored leaks, and I'm okay with what I've seen. So if what I've seen is true, uh, I think they're fair. How, um, how are there rumored leaks of a digital document that they? probably haven't even uploaded yet of gifts yeah just just chatter just chatter nothing to do with that nothing to do with that um right. i've seen some numbers throwing being thrown around not of actually physically a copy of the, the what's yeah. going to be released but some numbers so uh some, if if those are true um the internet scuttlebutt uh, they just come to me <laughs> uh Someone owes you a favour. Uh, yeah. Well, if, if they owe me a favour, giving me points for hits that I'm not playing now is not the the favour I want to call. It wasn't on. a big favour, like yeah. yeah. It's like, a, it's like, I, like I bought him a coffee one day. Yeah. No. Last question before we wrap things up because I'm conscious of time. Um, we could talk about this forever, by the way. So um, we have we have two rumored. Uh, we have at least two more. Uh, Battle tomes rumored to come out, or at least you know, G, uh, Games Workshop said there's going to be a couple, you know, at least one for destruction. We're going to have some more books. We got one more order. One. What books we, are coming we, out? We are going to have one more book for each Grand Alliance that doesn't include Sylvaneth. So we've got yeah. one more order, one destruction, one death, which is going to be the one that scratches everybody scratches head about. Yeah, uh, and then one chaos. So. Cool. So let's let's predict the future. I'd love to hear what you think is coming out this year. Clint. Righto. So Chaos, there's just so much talk about it. Um, look, I actually think it's probably a safe bet that we'll get a Zinch re-release, a very quick Zinch re-release, uh, because of the way that they interact with the game and the amount of errata and that kind of thing. Um, they're, they're, they're low-hanging fruit as far as that sort of thing goes. Um Order, you'd, you'd have to say Seraphon, but I know people want it to be KO, but I think Seraphon is, is um, once again, an obvious choice. Um, basically, if you look in the GHB, that's the guide, I think, is what's going to come. Um, and destruction, like that's... If it's not Iron Jaws, then I can only imagine how exciting that that will be. Um, and ditto for Death. Like, Death is... Death, they're going to have to expand out one of the factions that they already have, similar to what they did with Nighthaunt. Like, because there's no other books to re-release, I don't think. I, I, I think Legions is too new to be re-released already. So, obviously, the Soul Blight, and I'm asking you specifically because you are a Death player, Soul Blight is the one that people are screaming for. It's on the cover of the, the four images. Do you think there is enough meat on the bone to build out a soul blight book, or do you think it's more of a 
I, I, you know what? I'm not going to ask you the rest of that question. I don't want to lead you. Like, what do you think? Uh, what they could split out? That people get got very excited about those images, but they are just four images taken from the rule book. Um, they, they they are literally just four. It's like mm, this will represent order. This will represent death or whatever. But people just lost their minds, um, as the internet does. Um, okay, if you're going to expand anything in death. I reckon you could probably go Death Rattle because their whole range is plastic because um, you can't buy the Finecast White King anymore. So their whole range is plastic, and that's an easy thing to, to expand out on. Um, Soul Blight's the one that everybody wants because everybody wants plastic Blood Knights. I also want plastic Blood Knights. That'd be amazing. Uh, but there's lots of Finecast and lots of uh, strange models in that range. Yeah, and we do have an ally of Nagash is coming. Um, yeah, so that'll be very interesting to see. Um, I, I'd love it to be sold like, don't get me wrong. Like, that'd just be cool. So I, I don't have to build Blood Knights that are fine cast. And we can, and we can uh, all appease Deke on people converting their, <laughs> high, their hey, high elves into Blood Knights. Oh, hey, uh, so Deke will be. I think Deke will have to have a, to a bit of a toss-up about what his happiest moment in life is, whether it's Plastic Blood Knights or the birth of his son. Blood Knights. <laughs> Blood Knights. I've, I've known Deke since we've been uh, in grade five or grade four. I know for a fact it's Plastic Blood Knights. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, son. If he has another child, he may call it a Blood Knight. Yeah. Oh, named after one it, named character. It'd be, it'd be a Borish, surely. I'm yeah, he's, very he's surprised. Been... So I clearly he got uh, he got talked down from calling his his son that already. So, um, yeah, the, ch the, ch the chat the chat seems very much on the side of Blood Knights and Soul Blight. It'd be cool, and they've kind of talked about uh, different vampiric kingdoms and stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, Nefarada's coming heaps in the lore and stuff recently. There's been a few books about her and stuff, so might give us. A kind of way to build up to it because she's the political intrigue one like arkin's boring because he's just and the best arkin's boring because he's like whatever nagash wants me to do manfred you always know he's going to uh, piss somebody off in the end although he's in black pyramid it's a very good book it's very uh recent I'm going to throw it over to Mick in a second, but just a quick one while we're talking about Manfred. I would love to see potentially the new army come out with Vlad, and I'd love to see the yeah, dynamics between right. Manfred versus Vlad. He is dead, and he is I know, I know he's dead, but, like, the dynamic between Manfred and Vlad could tell some really cool stories. Mick, fight, what fight, do you fight, think? Fight, fight, Liam, fight, I'm going to mute you. <laughs> Mick, what do you, what do you, what do you think are the, the armies that are coming back, or are coming out this year? Well, uh, death one. I think you touched on it there. Whatever got released from the Forbidden Power is going to be leading it. I think there'll be some big scary thing that got released from the tomb that'll be leading it. I'd like to see it be Soulblight, but I'm not 100% sure, eh? I don't know that there's enough meat there to flesh it out without adding a few new things in. Uh, order, I'm going to hedge my bets. Stormcast. <laughs> it's no, a 50 50 right that's a, that's a good bet <laughs> uh destruction's got to be the gut busters doesn't it yeah Ooh. most likely and i think you're probably spot on with the chaos the zinch are gonna come low-hanging fruit games workshop have been doing a lot of work lately changing a lot of things so hopefully they just tidy that mess up awesome liam what are your thoughts 
order, I have to say, would have to be Stormcast. Um, yeah. they, haven't had a, they haven't had a book in a year, so it's about time. Um, I take that as, like, a meme and actually, like, serious. Like, they, um, there has been, I think, in the law. I don't read, by the way, the law. I just hear from Ash and stuff. But um, apparently, like, a witch hunting chamber is around. Yeah, um, it's stra- it's stra- not extremist. Uh, there's, yeah. It's some, there's, there's a witch hunter chamber running around. So they just released the wizards. Now it's the let's kill wizard chamber. So um, I reckon that might be something that might be released. Um, Chaos Zeech. Um, that's definitely it. Or it has been rumored heaps, the Marauder Ever Chosen book, but that's highly unlikely. Um, so I'm going to say Zeech because they need to fix that eight page errata they did for that book. Um, and then destruction, I would actually have to say it's Gutbusters mixed with Beast Claw Raiders. Yeah, um, that's, I think, a thing. Like, it's actually going to be a whole ogre, kind of bring back the ogres together. Because we saw it with Gloom Spite. They put Spider Fang, everything together. So I reckon they'll just clean up. I think they're just going to clean up all those loose stuff, put it together. Because we saw it with Beast, uh, Beast of Chaos, Skaven. Everything came back together. So I reckon for destruction, we'll get that. Um, and death, I actually think, and... I reckon it's a reimagined Tomb King army. I wish that would be awesome. I no no I I reckon it's a reimagined Tomb King army where Death Rattle might be heavily involved in it. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I would love it to be Soulblight because vampires. That would just be like cool female vampire armies. Are yeah, <laughs> but um, but because I only really collect armies with battle terms, so that would be like cool. Sold. Here's my money. Um, but. Yeah, I reckon it might be a reimagined Team King army. So yeah, uh, so, what do you think, Magro? So I think uh, so. We had some similar thoughts, but some very different thoughts. So I think Death Rattle is going to be the expanded force from Death, but knowing that Cetra uh, is not an ally of Nagash, I don't think it's going to be reimagined Tomb Kings. Yeah, I fair. think I think what it could possibly be is Death Rattle from the Realm of Light, and I would love to see someone like Krell and potentially be that that be that more type that returns with them uh maybe like a white kind of theme um, awesome. who knows Neg- uh, necromancer with hat um uh, could potentially be there as well. Just, just quickly, you guys are saying names that I've never heard of because I'm not from Old World. You don't Sorry. know Krell. Krell. No. Krell was one of the mightiest chaos warrior champions who was turned into a white king. Um, there's a lot of amazing stories. Is that the guy but, with the big axe? That yeah, model? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Krell. That, Krell. That's a, that's a bowler model. He's, so, he's, and he's mentioned cast. in one of the novels. Um, so, yeah. I, I reckon it's Krell. I think there's a lot of good stories about potentially the other Mortarks, but I think the Krell fine cast is an easy uh, win. Um, I think with, especially like with some of the, um, the allies as well, I think skeletons, I think was a nice re-push. Um, destruction i think uh the the soup books are coming back so it'll either be exactly what you said a combined ogre kingdom kind of book or a potential orc book which will be a combination of iron jaws and bone splitters i don't think conveniently conveniently dropping green skins just like the git book dropped git mob yeah yeah don't i don't think they'll put bone splitters together with iron jaws because iron jaws are known to be like elite clans and just letting you guys know, I had this cool idea thanks to, I think it's, I forgot the, was it, um, oh, forgot his name from New cool Zealand. Cool story, bro. No, forgot, there's an amazing painter in um, Sloan. New Zealand. Sloan. 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 
Sloane's Iron Jaws, everyone has different colored armor because the narrative behind it is all from different clans. All right, cool. Yeah. So, like, there's this one mega boss in yellow armor, and he's the one that's been going up to his clans, beating up all the other mega bosses and taking their troops. That's his narrative. Did he win best uh, best painted unit or something like that? At yeah, notorious. Yeah. yeah, it's it's gorgeously painted. So that was like this was like that's something that I would probably like look at doing. So I, I think regardless, I think we've seen that GW is combining a lot of armies, and whether that's orcs, whether that's ogres, I think destruction will see a combination of something. Yeah, uh, can, can I throw out a book that three of the four of us in this com- conversation really want to see? And that is a free people's book. Would oh, you let yeah. me? Could, could you have got me find... to order? <laughs> no, I thought you'd done order already. No, you you, you stole my thunder. Sorry. Uh, I so I think it's uh, as much as I would love it to be free people. The my my order book, I would love to see a legitimized firestorm uh, book. So yeah, I'd love perfect. to see battle tome free people for free cities, and legitimize dispossessed. Free people, wanderers, uh, you know, all of the old factions into something that's definitely more usable. Uh, while Firestorm is a good structure, I think there's a lot of easy wins uh, through some simple tweaks. Uh, and they could sell so much of their old range that's just waiting to be used. Yeah. Um, that's, that's actually a good shout. You just talked about wanderers. That's a huge range of models uh, alongside the Free Guild. That, have you seen Have you seen the rumors for this week? Yeah, I saw that, and everybody went, "Oh, it's Wanderers," but I'm I'm not sure. It's but, very elfish, and I don't think it's yeah. Sylvaneth elfish, but it's like it's like okay, I could possibly see this, maybe. Yeah. 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 No, I do apologize for stealing your thunder a little bit there, Anthony. I, I would love I would love uh, free people, uh, but I would I think more what's real is uh, a firestorm free cities. Uh, and maybe, maybe, good maybe the mercenaries is a nice kind of like leading indicator because you've got some allied um, iron wield, you've got the allied free people, you've got mm. some of the allies from the old world. Mm. Um, maybe that's a start. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And then all the books they write about, like all of these armies, you know, when they talk about a free city, um, you know, one of these cities, it's all. Uh, one and free people and stuff working together. So your mixed order army is a thing. So if yeah, you sure. have some sort of stuff yeah. that ties them all together that isn't available in a box that's no longer available. I just think it's an easy win. Like there's so much yeah. product that they have from the old world that they could move really quickly by promoting it slightly with a book. And it would really, really piss off Pat. Yeah. And I best. think that is a win. <laughs> And my chaos army, I think, uh, is the is the ever chosen slash uh, slaves mm. slash dark oath. And I, again, a soup book um, that is very much. And I think Warcry is a really good um, leading indicator, getting people excited about these these tribal chaos fighting for for favor. That I think once people are excited about having their scuba steves or you know snake people, um, may be interested in moving into a, a chaos army. Yep. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Um, so it's been interesting with the chat. Uh, I think we've had some really interesting discussions. Um, we could put, Again, we could talk about this forever. Uh, but if people wanted to find you and find out more about your hobby and your games, Mick, where, where can they find you? Only on Twitter. 
only on Twitter. And it's at fail charge, but I can't remember if I'm the one with the space or the one with I think the you're other. the underscore. I think you're, you're the underscore. underscore fail charge. I'm the underscore. Everyone else knows. So, yeah, fail charge with the underscore. Gemma, has, Gemma is uh, at fail charge, no underscore. Mick is yep. at underscore, underscore fail, fail charge. charge. There you go. So that's where you find me, and that's the only place. So. Awesome. And, and you're on a podcast, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I'm on the Fail Charge podcast. We already spoke about that. I figured they caught that at the start of the episode. Yeah, but yeah. Someone, might, someone might have been you know, putting their kids to bed and, like, singing yeah. lullabies. Yeah. The Fail Charge podcast, get on it. We just pretty much talk crap. But anyway, it's worth a listen. Yeah, it's good. It's good crap. Uh, yeah. I highly enjoy the, the crap that comes through my ears. <laughs> Thanks. And Clint, uh, again, if, uh, if people don't know where you are, where can they find you? Uh, look, on Twitter, at Heralds of War, um, it's where I do most of my communication. But you can also find me on Facebook, um, Clint Herald. It's my sort of Warhammer Facebook account. Um, and then, you know, uh, on the podcast, Heralds of War, I think we've got an episode we're recording this week uh, with Travis's experiences, uh, Travis and Adam and their experiences at Lord of War. Um, and we'll have all sorts of cool stuff coming out. Uh, soon, CanCon. Uh, I'll be putting up an event up for that soon, and a players pack. Awesome. So I reckon that'll be out probably mid July. Really, that early? That I'm early. holding back my Sydney GT stuff. I want to see how things like Midwest Meltdown and some of the other international events go. But look at you, brazen, brazen <laughs> balls! <laughs> I've my pack splits in two, mate. I've got a players pack and a scenario pack, so I don't have to commit to scenarios until long time but but <laughs> i know but i'm being asked 100? sorry 100 not 400 but i'm okay, being 30. asked already for <laughs> dates i've been asked for how much it's going to cost when tickets are going up and all that sort of stuff so i'm gonna because we have people who uh, we have genuine international interest um from the us and the uk and new zealand and all that sort of stuff so i want to just kind of get the info out there so people can start making plans Really, um, yeah, that's that's really what it's all about. Rather than like, yeah, I've got my pack out super duper early. It's more about just getting the information in front of the right people. Yeah, that's cool. fair. That's fair, and, and I and I appreciated how that from Adepticon. So I know what it's like to book those flights and trying to manipulate an agenda. I know some people might be bringing their partners over and they're thinking about how to do that um, that weekend or that couple of weeks. So yeah. Um, Cool. And Liam, if people don't know where you are and they're looking for, to pick a fight, where can they find you? Uh, at Shadowhammer underscore um, and the Sydney page. Don't really pick a fight of me on the Sydney page. Just personal message me. Um, <laughs> high chance high chance, I might not respond, but hey, the option's there. Um, I'm in chats with you and I don't pick fights and it's hard to get a response out of you. How is anyone going to try and pick a fight with you? Liam's my co-host. I, I sent him a message and then he, sent, he responds like three days. He's like, oh, sorry, legend. And it's like at 10 p.m. I'm like, bro, I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't oh, man. But he won't answer the question. He'll just say, oh, sorry, and then piss off again for three more days. So I, 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 like. I will Has... give him props because the other day I randomly got some, some boob from him. So not of his boob, but like a, a, a boob I like... I haven't responded to it. I haven't responded to him yet. And I'm in the middle of a photo shoot. So I just sent him a photo of like what I'm working on. And he's like, dude, I'm at work. And I was like, oh, whoops, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) So um, anyways, um, I probably will be recording a podcast as well um, with Jesse, 
Perkins, who just came second at Lords of War, Nathan, Princhy, uh, Space Wolf Stormcast player, and um, and Jordan Burgess, the generic Nurgle player, apparently, according to Doom. So, <laughs> cool. so and, we'll, be... and we were also meant to record last Friday, but hey, that's in the past now. Oh, that's because <laughs> Matt Campbell just doesn't give me exact dates. I was like, dude, you need to tell me when. He won CanCon. He doesn't need to give you dates. You work around here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We are at Shit and Talk now. Thanks, Doom. Uh, guys, this has been a pleasure. Thank you. We probably oh, so did them- you think thanks, Doom? Yeah, because Doom and Darkness has his show called Shit and Talk. Shit and Talk, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. cool. Like, yeah, we're, we're verging into his territory. We don't want to make him upset. We've <laughs> yeah. seen what happens when he gets upset. Well, yeah. Talking about Shit and Talk, does anyone want to know what's been freaking me out all episode? What's that? When I had to relocate, for those who weren't there, when I had to relocate down to one of the backpackers' dongers, I left my drink up at the house. Oh. So I've been real thirsty. And the only thing sitting on the table here is big and chunky soup. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep going to get my drink, but all that's here is the soup. So all episode I've been looking at that, and I'm like, fuck you, soup. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a perfect note to end the show. Guys, I hope you enjoy this big and chunky episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, ha- lot, happy guys. war gaming thank you to all of my guests thank you for liam um this has been hilarious and thank you for Gemma for that five minutes you're on five the show minutes. yeah that's it thanks guys see ya Peace.